Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. Be fair warned, we do talk about this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Well, this is the end. Hold your breath and count to ten. This is Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. I am Andrew. I don't like the thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh boy. (laughs) What a start we have. Thank you. Uh, And as always, I'm here with my two co-hosts. We have Blaine over to my right. Ah, yes, it crumbles. It does. It does. Hello. How are you doing, Blaine? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. And then we got uh, my buddy. My best friend in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Corey. Uh, How's it going, Corey? Standing tall. (laughs) Good. So glad. I'm glad we signed on to that. Together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. All right, you guys. Well, we got quite the uh, bond tonight. So so what movie are we doing? Yeah. Listeners, uh, did doing... you not guess by the song choice? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're doing a little movie called Skyfall tonight. Uh, I'm kind of excited to talk about this with you guys. Uh, I got thoughts. I got plenty of thoughts. I'm excited to hear them. Okay. Well, first mm. off, mm. let's get a general overview from you guys. I want to know where you're standing. So as far as thumbs go, Blaine, what you give an old Skyfall? Skyfall. I'll give it. I'll give it one thumb up. Okay. All right. One thumb up from Blaine. You know. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Pretty, Corey, what about you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it one thumb up. It's not a bad movie. It's just, uh, yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah, I'm. Lu- I'm just lukewarm about it. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm, I'm, Luke, I'm Luke Skywalker warm. Mm. 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 All right. Mm. I think that's. Any that's other why famous give Luke's, it, Luke, Luke. That's um, why you can only give it one thumb. Mm. You know what? That's, you know what? Good. That's not bad. That's, that's not pretty bad. good. Pretty good. Well, you know. Uh, Luke Wilson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Almost. It's not a Luke full Cage. Wow. Oh, indestructible. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? I... Um, uh, hmm. George Lucas. Oh, uh, uh, I got nothing else. All right. But how are you? What about you? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I sidetracked myself. Uh, I'm also going to give it one thumb up. Uh, I don't have a lot of good things to say about this movie, but at the same time, it's not. I mean, I won't say it's a bad movie. I just don't particularly think it's great. Right. Yeah. It's got good performances. Now, if this had been done shitty. Like Quantum. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not bad. It's not. It's, it's not bad. Not bad. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> you yes. know what, Corey? It's perfectly fine. Okay, so why don't we jump in now to our little overview and let's get a little idea what this is about. All right, so a little IMDb action. A little IMDb. Okay. Also, if they would like to sponsor us, we'll take some money. Um, Those corporate shills. <laughs> more like a lot. More like a IMDb. <laughs> oh, uh, Corey's thoughts do not reflect the. Um... <laughs> I I have the app on my phone. I use it all the time. I love it. Yeah. 
Um, regardless of what you hear, uh, we will take your checks. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, okay, so Skyfall. James Bond's loyalty to M is tested when her past comes back to haunt her. When MI6 comes under attack, 007 must track down and destroy the threat, no matter how personal the cost. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't uh, know if I feel as... No, I don't feel great about that one. I don't either. <laughs> it's, uh, it's almost too if any, simple. If anyone was doing some tracking... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's I James. Don't, I don't know if it's... Was... <laughs> well... Or, by the way, what's the, uh, what's the personal cost we're alluding to there? Uh, his house. <laughs> well, that's yeah, and also the person who dies. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, his car. Okay. He lost a car. He did lose his car. That was actually that was ruined his. I think he got more mad about that than anything else in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're you're not wrong. I think that's what's that was the straw. He got that pretty was mad. It. He got pretty mad. Yeah, he didn't appreciate it at all. He probably ruined quite a few suits. Yeah, that's without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Personal. Uh, all Tom Ford designs, in case anyone's wondering. Tom Ford back again designing You Bond know suit. what I heard? What's that? About these suits. Uh-huh. So he's got suits that are tailored real tight from when he's just meandering, like just standing. I and noticed that. Yeah. He's got his action sequence suits, which are sized up. That's interesting. So he can oh. actually do his stunts and things without busting out of the scene. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think at a certain scene I was like, I was like he must destroy these suits running well, around in them. <laughs> I wonder if I've got the same because all right. Well, I'm thinking of the suit at Silva's Island. It's just it's a great suit. There's like the yeah. from the view from way beyond. I was like that's a good cut. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a very tight cut. <laughs> he has yeah. to do some action in that suit. <laughs> I was talking about the one uh, when he has to jump on the subway. And I was like, when he's walking around, I was like, that has got to be the most uncomfortable <laughs> fucking suit. Yeah, so they, they have him uh, big suits for when he's doing things. I'm glad. I'm glad. The she he suit. would just, yeah, he'd be busting the ass out of them things. Speaking of interesting CGI work. Oh, um, man, oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's let's jump straight into let's Skyfall. Let's go, the opening. <clears throat> All right, so this is the 23rd Bond film. This is Craig's third time out as Bond. Uh, Skyfall was released in October of 2012, and it's directed by Academy Award winner Sam Mendes, who also Sam. went on to direct Spectre as well. Yes. So historically, for what they say, yeah, is that the third outing is where the Bonds really find their stride. Mm. Huh. Okay. Not true for <laughs> Mr. Brosnan. No. 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 Uh, also not true for Dalton. <laughs> yep. Or, or Lazenby. Lazenby. <laughs> yep. But fairly true for Conry and Moore. I would disagree with Moore, right? He was what, Spire, Spy Spy Love Me. second, I thought. Yeah. It's no, third? Uh, yeah. Moore is uh, Live and Let Die. Golden Gun. Oh, Golden Gun. Then Spy I always forget about Golden Gun. Everyone should. <laughs> but but, can, but if the argument is find their stride and then immediately lose it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean. Uh, well. Then I would argue that no, he doesn't. You, I mean, you can always argue, I guess. All right. Well, I, I don't know if that rings true for Craig. I don't well, know. 
there's some there's some notes. <laughs> but anyway, so let's jump right in. So we do not get a gun barrel scene in the first scene. No gun barrel. Not in the first we, scene. Yep. We open up with uh, Bond in a hallway out of focus. His gun is drawn, and he enters a hotel room uh, where a bunch of agents are murdered, laying on the floor. And we get to another agent named Robson who's injured. Bond uh, hears M coming through his headset to leave him and locate a stolen hard drive. And I know we're going to get into it, but M is taking no shit in this movie, and I am here for it. Big picture. She's a big picture lady. She oh, absolutely is. Bronson gets mm-hmm. nothing in this movie though, and they really keep trying to bring it back like he got any kind of any kind of like credence as a character. Like I could give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I was a little mad that I, I recognized the actor from Underworld and was like, oh I like that guy, and he's not at all a, a part of this movie. Is that the Lycan guy from Underworld? <laughs> yeah. It's the hybrid. It's yeah. her it's her hybrid lover. Oh my Michael, god. I Michael he Corvin looked familiar. Michael Corvin? Yeah. I thought he looked familiar. I never would have thought huh. that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Right. <laughs> I was like, hey, I like the guy. Nope. Doesn't get a line. Is He <laughs> shows his face for a second. Scott Speedman? Scott Speedman. Yes, that's him. I don't know why I know that, but yes. Hey. I didn't know that either. I did not recognize him. <clears throat> well, I pretty got him right favors. about that. <laughs> he was only in uh, for about two seconds. I hope you're right about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> We've devoted a lot of time to it. <laughs> yeah. He's also uh, not British, so it's an interesting cast for an MI6 operative. Probably wasn't him. <laughs> the more I'm really thinking about it, it is kind of weird that he would have that part. It's Rob Slow guy. I don't. I, will, <laughs> I don't think it was him. Oh fuck! Oh, great. Uh, All right, got a little okay. editing to do on the uh, Skyfall. Sure did, no, sure did look like him. <laughs> what an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say when they bring when he brings up uh, Robson later in the movie, I'm like, "You left Robson to die." I was like, "Oh, we're still worried about that guy." Well, yeah. okay. not surprised <clears throat> how long he moaned over Vesper. I just want to say I know we hadn't really got far in this movie, but I was so happy that we didn't get a whisper of Vesper's name in this movie. To I be didn't, honest, yeah, yeah. I, know. I, I was actually shocked mm-hmm. that they're nothing. Yeah. Uh, he's he's too worried about his mommy issues that he <laughs> that we determine he has. Uh, so after M tells Bond to leave Robson, he jumps into a car with another agent, uh, agent who we only know at first as Eve. Eve. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I like Eve. I I fully forgot that we hadn't been introduced to her as Money Penny yet, so I was like, "Wow, Money Penny's on mission!" (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Damn, get it." I will just say, I I remember seeing this in the movie theater and went through this whole movie just thinking she's just an agent, and when the surprise happened at the end, I was like, "That might have been the most excited I've been at this movie." What was the original uh, Money Penny's name in real life? I can't. Ooh. Lois Maxwell. Lois Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Now, after seeing this one, I was just like, what if mm. we had Lois Maxwell out there doing Bond shit? <laughs> that would have been neat. That would have been incredible. Fun. Well, remember in... Uh, Taking was shots. Dim- was she in Diamonds where she was at the toll booth? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the only yeah. mission she really got to do. 
And then, of course, she sets up her desk wherever they decide to In go. that half-sunk <laughs> ship, and you only live twice. Um, uh, yeah. And everywhere else. Everywhere else, yeah. So, yeah. So, Eve shows up, and mm-hmm. they start gallivanting through... Was it? Are we in Istanbul? Yeah, Turkey. Uh, so, they get into a uh, car chase, where they're chasing down uh, the gentleman who stole the hard drive and killed all the agents. Uh, so, we're... Introduced to him, and again, I wrote down, I guess he's our main henchman in this movie, uh, by the name of Patrice. Uh, Now, I did have a question about Patrice. He has a very interesting uh, weapon. Now, is this... (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask, is this gun with this giant clip any less bulky than, like, an assault rifle? Or It's a Glock 17, full Um, automatic. It looked like a looked like it was a Tommy gun wrist pistol. It looked like it was it hooked onto his wrist, <laughs> the way that they were filming it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just seems like it would be equal to an assault rifle as far as bulk and everything else went. But I mean, that's that's Patrice's style. We that's, all know. But yeah, that's what Patrice Patrice gonna Patrice. He's gonna Patrice. Well, that's a good point. I mean, it's far less accurate than say an assault rifle, which. Feels like it weighs as much at, le- at the very least with those yeah. humongous barrels that he put on there. What is that like? Uh, or magazines or whatever. Is that like a hundred bullets? How many bullets? Is that? that was in his magazine. Yeah. Depends. Oh, it's probably fifty. Think about fifty. All right. Corey, we think it's about fifty. In each 50. or twenty-five in each. Uh-oh. Do what? <laughs> Never mind. No, it looked like it looked like he had a little drum clip on it. It was probably about yeah. fifty. There were 50 two drum clips though. Yeah, Corey was saying, are there twenty five oh, in each boob? Got of it. it. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know for sure. That uh, I'd say either fifty to a hundred. That All does right. it for gun talk. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Tune in later for. Bar talk or whatever the fuck Corey calls it. He's gonna oh, it's judge, coming out. He's gonna judge their drink up. later. I got it coming up. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're four minutes in the movie now. Yes. <laughs> so Bond then, uh, this whole thing escalates into Bond and Patrice having a dirt bike uh, chase on top of the rule, uh, roofs of Turk in this the Turkish roof. town. The rules? The rules. Yeah. I thought you said dirt pipe. Yeah, well... You know me. I'm constantly laying that dirt pipe. <laughs> but anyway, so they take the dirt bikes. <laughs> uh, not bad stunts here. I mean, no, cool, cool. Yeah. Driving on the uh, racing on, on the dirt tops. bikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eve at this point is also following in the Range Rover, and I'm guessing killed at least a dozen people in the process. Open fired on so many people. <laughs> Just big Ran- crowds. Big crowds here. Yeah. Not to mention ran a bunch of cars into yeah. terrible accidents, but... I mean, if it's I evidence we... that she should not be a field agent, glowing. Glowing evidence. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we needed the uh, situation coming up to know that, but uh, at this point, Patrice jumps off of this bridge onto a train underneath, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then James makes the strangest maneuver to Interesting do this. Interesting choice here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so in case you're wondering, James Bond revs that dirt bike, slams it into the wall to sling himself onto this train. I I really feel like you could have just did the Patrice move and jumped onto the Parked train. Parked it and jumped on the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Especially because he kind of like turned around 
to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee that uh, he broke something. <laughs> that didn't look good. Also, when you see this shot, the the dirt bike clearly bounces backwards from the edge of the bridge, but in the next <laughs> shot, it's yeah. doing fucking somersaults. Yeah. 50 feet in front of the bridge. You can't do both. You can't do both. No, no. I think we can all agree Bond made a weird move there. Weird move. Yeah, yeah. weird it's, move. It's... Odd choice. Um, yeah, so at that point, they get into a fight on top of the train. Uh, and again, Bond makes some real questionable moves on how he uh, handles this fight. At one point, he gets into a... Uh, uh, Dozer. What is this thing called? Bulldozer. Bulldozer, thank you. Backhoe. <laughs> and I don't know what his points or thoughts were, but... Uh, at best, all he does is knock some cars off of the train. I think he was relying on it for protection from the bullets. Initially, yeah. Initially, but then he just gets mm-hmm. shot. I was going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say, and it worked, obviously, because he gets yeah. shot immediately. He takes um, his first his first gunshot since, oh, yeah. since Thunderball. <laughs> since last week, that is weird. That the two times Bond has been shot in movies. We've watched back to back. That is pretty wild. Just me. All right. No, that, and, and it is. It, <laughs> and you I think made we that talked. Point. It, we yeah. we we talked about it during Thunderball. Like, we did. Does well, he did, ever get shot again? Yeah. And and I, here we're like, is. we think it's Skyfall. <laughs> yep. He got <laughs> shot in this one. And apparently the the first time was Thunderball, and not again until this movie. That is interesting. Long time. Yeah. But uh, spoilers, he really walks it off in Thunderball and <laughs> takes a little bit more in this one. <laughs> yeah. I'd say he walks off uh, a little bit more in this one. Uh, I guess I mean the amount of time it takes him to emotionally recover and physically from... We'll get to it. Different kind of bond. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we got two different bonds here. I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like he would have broken half the bones in his body from that front flip on the motorcycle to the train. But... Yeah. If, Daniel, if Daniel Craig bond had been in... Thunderball, he would have sat next to Fiona Volpe's dead body for at least <laughs> six hours. Yeah. And yeah. sucked her fingers. But yeah, he, so sorry. he does walk off this first gunshot. It's as if it never even happened. And he, gets into a full blown fight afterward. Yeah, he does a con yeah. air he does the con air walk off. He does. Yeah. The Honestly, the best everything. the best gunshot like to somebody in the unfazed. I still think about that. Uh, I think about Con Air for many reasons. <laughs> uh, hey, man, it's on all the time. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on in that movie. Um, okay, so um, I wrote down, I think it's pretty safe to say that Volkswagen might have sponsored the first part of this movie. Uh, they mentioned quite a lot that Patrice is driving an Audi, and then we get a big shout-out for the Volkswagen Beetle as yep. well. Mm-hmm. A lot it. of sponsorship in this movie. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, okay, so all this comes to a head, basically, uh, with Bond fighting Patrice on top of the train. Eve has reached a dead end on the road, at, on this mountainside, and she has to decide whether to take a shot and hopefully kill Patrice so he doesn't escape with his hard drive. But the problem is she could also hit Bond. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think M made the best choice. She said, take the shot. You know, and as we come to find out, she's she's not wrong. If you're gonna do it, might as well do it. I mean, knowing what's on the disc, this is the best move. This is the best. Move. Yeah, 
potentially lose one agent or lose hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Because as you, we come to find out, this hard drive has all the secret identities of all these different agencies, field agents. Which Not would, just British agents, yeah, but all NATO Why agents. this is all on a one singular disc, I don't know. I don't know. Poor planning. Terrible. But that yeah, terrible. I'm with them. Take the shot. But I'm you know, with them if they said take the shot way earlier so she could have had a second shot. Uh, yeah. Well, she hit Bond the first time, then shoot again and hit Patrice. She could have. I was going to say, I think she, she could have shot Patrice three or four times in the amount of time this took. Because uh, I wrote down, I was like, I really feel like Money Penny could have uh, shot James and then immediately shot Patrice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you fucked but, up. Go ahead, and, go ahead and do the thing you need to do and kill the other guy. Yeah. I think a lot of blame is going on other people when I think Money Penny might have messed up here. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so James gets shot. And he immediately falls off a bridge and into a river. Falls about 1,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the shot would have killed him. I think that fall He has have. two bullet All holes in his body, and him. he's falling so far down. He's, and then he uh, gets washed down a, like a raging river. Yeah. And like you a know, giant hand grabs him from underneath the water. A monster's under there. Could, <laughs> right? could we also say that it seems as if he fell from the sky? I would say. Okay. Thank you. That is apropos. I don't know what you mean. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, okay. we can jump straight into the opening titles. <laughs> and as I tell Grace... you what, if you, uh, I don't know, sorry. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was hoping you'd smooth that out. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't working. No, nah, leave it rough, just like uh, Andrew likes it. <laughs> Amen, sister. Um, What's that smell? <laughs> This is a brown submarine. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. All right, continue. <laughs> so we go to our opening titles and our opening song, which is Skyfall by Adele. By Adele. Yeah. Uh, she was white hot at this point in her career. This was a major time yep. for her. And uh, this was the first ever Bond song to win the Oscar for Best Song. And well, even stranger, yeah, and even stranger, <laughs> every single Bond song since has won an Oscar. So think about that. Hmm. Adele, Adele paved the way. Uh, yeah, arguably, not 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 the best choice uh, for for one in particular. <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna agree with that. Uh, and it's the most recent one. Uh. Well, I'll say, actually, I'll say two in particular then. (laughs) Yeah, okay, two in particular. (laughs) Uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, Yeah. Did we need to give Billie Eilish an Oscar? I don't know. I don't know if that was necessary. But we haven't got to No Time to Die yet. We still got plenty of time. Okay, so after, yeah, to die. So after we uh, do our opening sequence, uh, we jump back to MI6 in London, and M is writing the obituary. for James. Mm. Uh, and this is before we meet a new character by the name of Gareth Mallory, played by Mr. Ray Fiennes. Uh-huh. Mm. And again, uh, when I first saw this movie, I never would have thought that he would have ended up as, well, we'll get there. But I really like Ray Fiennes in this. I think he does a great job. I think he's great. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's solid. Uh, well, Ray so 
Yes. Yes. And so we learn, uh, like Blaine said, the hard drive had uh, all the NATO agents uh, on, on it. And it's dangerous because now they're all in danger and they're out in the field. Uh, also, Mallory says because of this, he now wants him to go into early retirement. Basically forcing her out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, now Corey, I know we were going to talk a little about uh, bar talk a little later, but I did notice some Cavassier in this scene. I didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, it's in there. It's in there. We got do some you... cognac. Great. Yeah. How do you feel about the Cavassier? Um, I have no problem with Cavassier. I think it's a perfectly fine cognac. All right. So you're a pretty big cognac fan? I like brandy in my eggnog. And that's about as far as I go. And actually, it has to be brandy, not cognac. Because cognac is a a little too big for the the nog. (laughs) For the nog? All right. A lot of people put rum and whiskey in their eggnog. Put brandy in there, babe. (laughs) Yep, babe. Uh, you got a little Dennis Miller at the end. Uh, <laughs> but some <laughs> that <ain't> stuck, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go off on a rant here. Um, Do you put Ray J in your eggnog? Yeah. <laughs> you know what you should put in your eggnog? That goddamn yellow Red Bull. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, off mic conversations are coming on. Okay, I got it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I honestly just did it for Blaine. I forgot we had listeners. Excuse me. Excuse me. Paul Lent. What are yeah. you doing here? <laughs> yeah, burnt the toast in. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> all right, so back in the... Was this the 1962 cognac? No, no, no. That was a McKellen whiskey that's coming up. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. The McKellen. Yeah. McKellen waste. Well, don't spoil bar talk. We got more to come. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah. much bar talk. Gosh. Yeah. All right. So at this point, M is back in her Jaguar after she basically tells Mallory to go fuck himself. She's not retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tanner gets notified that someone has hacked into M's computer at MI6 headquarters. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, and we get a real, like, Boris type of uh, animation on this laptop that Tanner has. Where- oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is one of those things. Boris where, from Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye Boris, excuse yes. me. <laughs> Not uh Natasha. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's the uh, British Prime Minister's name? Oh, Boris oh, Johnson. Thank you, yeah. Boris Johnson. Yeah. Love that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is yeah, that he, guy? He's a real tool, isn't he? Um, <laughs> you British people know what I'm talking about. Uh so anyway, so jumping back. Um <laughs> Yeah, we get a real Boris-type uh, animation on M's computer, and I'm going to be honest. It took me out of it just a little bit. I was like, I don't remember that, and it's a little weird for this movie. But whatever. Oh, what are you going to do? And it has a little warning that says, uh, think of your sins. Think mm. of your sins. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, M's Jaguar gets stopped in traffic, and there's a large explosion that happens at MI6. <gasps> God rest their souls. Uh, what I counted, six people died in a casket scene later on. Uh, but at this point, we cut back to James, who's still in Turkey and living in a shack uh, with like a random beautiful woman that he's having <laughs> sex with. 
who is just all about that shack life with this beautiful British blonde man. Shack life. <laughs> that shack life Santa. seemed cool. He's just walking on the beach and they were just stalls. <laughs> just didn't... Listen, That's he, only cool. had two thing... he only had two things to do. I mean, fuck this lady and go to the bar and drink and, watch and do CNN. shots with scorpions on his hand. <laughs> That's all James had to do. What a shot that was. Oh, boy. Um, and at this point, I just want to mention, it seems like a good time to talk about uh, the CGI in this movie is Oof. not up to par <laughs> at all. Why did we need it? I, you know? Why do we I need totally it? Agree. And I totally agree. I don't know. That doesn't do anything for me. No. If the scorpion was not there and he was just drinking a lot, I feel the same about that that scene. Yeah. I, the scorpion added nothing for me because the whole time I was like, well, that's just a fake fucking scorpion. <laughs> that's obviously CGI. So I'm not... Don't be uh, a bitch, Daniel. Put a real scorpion on your hand. Yeah. Don't be a pussy. You're James fucking Bond. So anyway, apparently Bond drinks all night and he's still at the bar in the morning. And uh, we get a news report by fucking wolf blitzer who got to be in this movie uh you know he shit his pants when he got asked to be in a james bond movie yes please i will do it um so Both yeah we get... stellar wolf blitzers thank you thank you <laughs> two ends of the spectrum of voices <laughs> well you know we're known for our impressions in yes. our local comedy community uh here in nowhere west virginia uh so Bond sees the news. What a great one. Great joke. Listen, listen, things fall flat. You can't win them all, Corey, okay? Anyway, Bond goes back to Skyfall. London and bre- Skyfall. Uh, breaks back into London and breaks into M's home where he confronts her because uh, he's still a little butthurt about this order she made. A yeah, little? Well, he's the biggest baby. James is going through a little turmoil. Yeah. Say the least. He looks like dog shit. His his bags under his eyes are worse than mine. <laughs> I, I okay. Here's where I've already um having some problems with the movie at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. First off, how do you make MI6 explode with a computer? Uh, that up. Yep. Second, we're in. Okay, Judy Dench is the head of the British secret spy agency. Yeah, she is. How's this motherfucker just sneak into her house? Yeah. You would imagine she'd have some After pretty... your headquarters explodes? Do oh, you not yeah. have Same... extra security? The week of a, of a freaking cyber terrorist attack. <laughs> yeah. And she's unguarded. Mm-hmm. Unguarded. They just drop her off out in the front. Yeah, just right at her townhome. Yeah, just yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And he's just, James is just in her house lurking about. And did, by the way, the dramatics that James takes in this—he's sitting there with the lights off, just waiting for her to get there. <laughs> Such, a, so drama. Such a man, baby. This James. Um, but yeah, it—I agree with you. And for I mean, James, like even M says, you knew what this job was. Like, why are you so surprised that I did what I did? You know the rules of the game. Yeah, what she says. Yeah, and she makes a good point. I would rather kill you than this information getting out. Sorry about it. Yeah, James, yeah. also I've been looking for ways to kill you since you started this job. <laughs> also, I... uh, you should have just beat him. 
yeah. sooner. You took so long it, to fight this man. Yeah. If you'd have been better, we wouldn't have had to resort to this last drastic measure. Yeah. Just saying. What's up with all the, the crybaby boys in this movie? There are some, and I know we're going to get to it hard in a minute, but there's some real mommy issues in these guys. Oh, howdy. For real. Uh, but yeah, Bond's Bond's pretty pissy here at the the front end. Yeah, uh, I would say so. Uh, well, uh, at this point, what is this note I have? Oh, I put, I just wrote down. I said Judy Dench is so good in this scene, and James is way too butthurt. Uh, so at this point, she tells Bond he can come back as long as he passes some exams and tests at the new MI6 headquarters. Uh, which is now an underground facility. One of Churchill's old World War II bunkers, as they said. Mm-hmm. An that enormous bunker. Exactly. Thing is yeah. sprawling. <laughs> and how deep does this fucking thing go? Like, holy shit. James was surprised. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm just laying this groundwork. James didn't know this bunker. Nope. Just remember that. And it seems pretty well hidden. I don't know if anybody would have ever thought you just re, regroup here, you know. Someone did apparently. <laughs> I know. Well, we're painting that picture. Okay, so Bond goes through goes through a series of physical tests, and then he goes to the psychology test with word association, and this is where it just is so dumb. You know, Bond is there trying to act very stoic and tough with all these... A psychiatrist asks, says a word, Bond says a word in reply. Then the psychiatrist says the word Skyfall, and he tramples away like a fucking toddler. It is so <laughs> said, weird. Done. I'm done. Done. You know the name of my estate <laughs> from my, when I was a cad? Cad! It's so dumb <laughs> like why are you up why did why that was that you? triggering it's not like the guy said your mom and dad died in a car <laughs> crash or something and we're never given any kind of like indication that oh when bond was at skyfall he was raped by a priest like there's no, never there's, something that could be triggering yeah it was a little bit of trauma in terms of death but it's not like the house and the estate were, were was a bad time Seems no. to have a really nice, a really nice like landlord who's, who's, <laughs> who's not a landlord, whatever you call that. I was gonna say I like a groundskeeper. Groundskeeper. <laughs> yeah, that's that's as best as I can describe him. I like that he might be the landlord though. He kind of <laughs> like, is. You little asshole! You didn't right. pay rent. <laughs> You're out of here. All right. So yeah, Bond again. Feelings hurt because they mentioned the word Skyfall. Uh, and then we find out Eve is <laughs> Bond meets back up with Eve and she is no longer working in the field. She's assisting Mallory who meets with Bond for the first time. Uh, M tells Mallory that Bond has passed all his tests and is now going to be on the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, although revealed by revealed to Tanner by M that Bond actually didn't pass any of these tests. Yeah, he did terrible. Yes. <laughs> and every one of them. Yeah. Not great. Which is a little oh. bit, that's a little bit like, he failed all of them. Come on. I'm sure he would have passed at least one. 
There's got to be one, right? I mean, he stayed on that treadmill. He seemed to be running okay. Yeah, he, I was, be, he was a little tired, but I mean, cardio seemed okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. They didn't give him enough credit. I say, he obviously failed that psych, <laughs> that psychiatry yeah, sure. test. But okay. yeah, and and his marksmanship was not great. But uh, no, subpar, very subpar. Uh oh. So this reminds me when they're in the car with uh, M, uh, the Jaguar. A few scenes before. Uh, Tanner mentions that uh, Q Branch is looking at uh, that, who the hacker was that's mm-hmm. doing MI6. And I do remember watching this in the movie theater, and they mentioned Q Branch in a Craig movie for the first time. And I found that, that really exciting. Excited. That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is because the very next scene, we get to meet our new quartermaster. Um, and I just want to say it is... In the whole spectrum of Bond, it is pretty wild to think. Hold on, you skipped some things. There's a big, well, all right. First off, James goes to the bathroom and gets shrapnel out of his chest. That's been in there for months. Four months. It's healed over. And guess what's in that shrapnel? That's uranium. That's uranium (laughs) cells in his body for months. For months. I I don't understand this. Like, why did he wait this long to cut it out? I don't know. Like, you know it's in there. Was it because you're just kind of upset that you weren't performing so well? But you immediately bagged it up and gave it uh, <laughs> to for Tanner? analysis. Yeah. Like, we, this could be a clue because this is, of course, the assassin uses uh, bullets that are only specific to this one. Mother- I, I, who does that? Who yeah. does that? Let it's... me just give you what brought you to some that traceable. <laughs> I'm a super secret assassin. Mm-hmm. Let me do one thing that'll lead you directly to me. Gotta have my this calling is, card. This is my calling card, boys. Yeah. Fucking sticky bandits. <laughs> I, just I need love my the, uranium bullets. I love the idea that James has probably felt like absolute shit for months. <laughs> it's probably because he had mild grade uranium boys. Yeah. He's just like, all right, I guess I'll do it now. Boy, it's weird that my teeth keep falling out and my ears are bleeding, but... Whatever. Good thing I didn't let that scorpion bite me. That sting <laughs> yeah, me. The least of your worries, dude. <laughs> yeah. You got bigger fish to fry here, sir. So, yeah, so yeah they cut. He cuts the bullet out. It, it has uranium in it. And they determine that Patrice is one of three agents. So, I say it's not a great calling card if two other people are using uranium bullets as well. Uh, and Bond picks him out and uh, essentially go meet the new quartermaster. Yeah. So, we have... So they identify, and that kind of sets up where he goes after meeting Q. This is true. So we now we now meet our new Q, and like I was saying, it is wild to think that in all these movies, multiple Bonds, Money Pennies, M's, Ben Washaw is only the second Q in fifty years, and that's pretty fucking wild to think about. Right? Yeah, that's great, and. Yeah, I really enjoy him. I, really I like, like him. him. I like I like cha- Paddington's great. Yeah, it's a change of pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there is still that back and forth. Oh, and it's I think- contentious from word one. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like each other automatically. Yeah, it's a very uh, nerd versus jock kind of situation. It certainly is. It certainly is. Oh, I don't have a and- lab coat on, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. That's all I heard. I know. I know. Well, that's because no, you're, you're both jocks. I get it. That's, so. <laughs> we we co-host a movie ranking podcast. Yeah. I mean, you don't have let, to. Let me you show know. you so many of my hobbies that directly go against that. We will post a video Look, of Corey throwing a ball. Fight, I had to fight you both tooth and nail not to make this a football podcast. But yeah. I'm building I'm so a 1-8 scale DeLorean in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. People get it. You're jocks. They get it. I have a anyway. an unopened uh, Anakin Skywalker doll on the, sh- the shelf right there. <laughs> I love that doll. Uh, Gordon's never even seen it. I, no, I grew up oh. with that exact thing. I had one of those. Um, but yes. I think we can all agree. Jill is probably the biggest jock of the three of us. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think that's fair to but say. They do have good banter. Yeah, yeah right out of the banter. Game. Some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so we got our new uh, Twink Q, and then uh, Twink Q. <laughs> yeah, Twink Q. He gives Bond his gadgets. Yeah, so he hands over the gadgets, which is a Walther with palm recognition. Mm-hmm. All right, not bad, I guess. And and a tiny little uh, tracking device, <laughs> a little transmitter. <laughs> yeah, or a radio, if you yeah. will. Uh, um, I got in a radio. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point uh q gives him tickets to shanghai where we know patrice is going to be and bond heads over all right and so with bond of course finds patrice he tracks him to uh an empty office building where patrice is going to assassinate someone um now am i the only one that this scene gave a migraine to because these lights were killing me. It did give me a migraine. And like I told you off air, this kind of, I felt like they were paying homage to the Egypt pyramid scene in The Spy um, Who Loved Me with the lighting. Perhaps a the, little. In the changing of colors here. But I had a bunch of problems with this scene. Yeah. Go for First, it. First, uh, James watches Patrice go into the building and murder like five people. Why did we gotta wait for our intervention? He lets him fucking murder that dude. Like you could have yeah. stopped him. He oh. kills a innocent security guard and then assassinates someone upstairs. Yeah, and then like all that, so James could dangerously ride up underneath an elevator. You could have stopped him before all that. I mean, you know, that's the that's the last thing I would have chosen to follow. Just cling to a pull up bar all the way. Up. No, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. No, nah. No, no. Yeah, Bond makes some interesting choices, to say the least. And like you said, he lets a lot of people get murdered and then decides, well, it's time for me to step in here. Now I'll do it. Let's get into a full-blown fist fight in the middle of this. Uh... Well, he, uh, yeah, he waits for that guy. This guy was putting together this intricate rifle. And then mm-hmm. took aim across to another building to assassinate that guy. So many opportunities to just shoot this guy in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. Well, at I the mean, same time, he you wants information. Just shot... But he wants information, right? He's not trying to kill him. Well, which we you all never know get. Is... He never yeah. actually gets this information. We know Bond is not great at information unless uh, <laughs> the person has a vagina, and <laughs> that's the only way Bond gets info. Uh, because he beats the living shit out of this guy. Uh, Patrice is hanging on the ledge. And all credit to Patrice, he doesn't rat anybody out. <laughs> uh, did, did you notice right here, 
and so James is they're like holding hands here. Mm-hmm. And James has got on a glove. I did. James's gun only works with palm recognition. You know what? Why the fuck would he be wearing gloves? <laughs> is it on both hands? Blaine? Yeah. yeah. He's got on like driving gloves. He does. Wow. Blaine, I think you poked a hole in this otherwise perfect movie. But he what? didn't have them on when he was walking through. It, 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 they just fucked up. Yeah. They're editing, but... Yeah. It also seems like the gun is not for James. It's like a gadget against someone else to be killed later on. Like, they set right. it up not for not to be a cool thing for James, but to be a bad thing for someone else, which is In case someone stupid. takes his gun, <laughs> it won't work. It's not a bad idea. I mean, who wants to get killed with their own gun? Nobody. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. We can't have that. It's not great. So anyway, James does, does uh, some terrible uh, <laughs> questioning here, and... <laughs> Patrice gets killed. But don't off. worry. Don't worry. This guy's got a super secret poker chip <laughs> yeah. in his assassin case that tells James exactly where to Not go. Not just any poker chip. It has the location listed right <laughs> on so it. So stupid. <laughs> oh, why does look his, out. <laughs> and why does his assassin case have a perfect little spot for a poker for chip? For that poker chip. So stupid. <laughs> it is obnoxious. I mean, yeah. knowing what we know, that's some specter shit. I mean, for yeah, sure. I mean, it's what they do. It is what they do. Um, I refuse that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. That, this isn't interconnected. I'm just looking for a reason it could be there, and Corey gives the best reason. That's so, true. Yeah. I hate. And now, seeing now we've officially seen all three leading up to Spectre. It does suck that they just like retconned it all and said, "Oh, it was Spectre the whole time." It was all Spectre. All of this is me. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. There's no way you could plan all this. No. There's no way you could plan what happened in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, uh, at this point, Bond gets spotted by a lady from across the way, <laughs> and does the most. Batman disappearing act. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> but then he's still there. He's like, they disappear, yeah. but he's still over by like the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did he do that? He he put up an invisibility little... cloak? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, so Bond finds the chip and it clearly reads, or it might as well, like Corey said, read, go to Macau. <laughs> go here. <laughs> uh, so Bond heads to Macau now. Uh, but not before yeah. we get a insane shaving scene by one Eve Moneypenny as she comes in. I love that. Um, before that, they post the YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. YouTube video of some of the. Yes, uh, that's right. Some of the spies they've leaked their identities. <laughs> I just want to say, I did laugh out loud at the fact that he posted it on YouTube. On that, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> The, the dark web itself, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not just immediately have this taken down. Not to mention, <laughs> all you'd have to really do is just not say anything. And no one would ever know it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's like our podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like this podcast. Just keep it quiet. No one will come. Um, but yeah, it's weird that they post it on YouTube because it's like, wow, you really got to be looking hoping. <laughs> it's not trending. Yeah, these are like bad guys. Like, I wonder if the, anything on YouTube's popped up that <laughs> can mean, help us. How many views did we get? <laughs> uh, uh, we <laughs> got 30 views all from MI6. <laughs> how to build bomb. You might also like secret identity. Secret, 
Because even if you were just on YouTube, why would you believe that this is real at all? They just titled it like a blippy video or something. <laughs> so it just really gets out there. It's it's the actual Rick Astley video. It's a reverse Rick roll. <laughs> they just embedded it in the Rick Astley video. It pops up. So yeah, so part of the scheme of the, our villain here is he's releasing these names every week with photos and everything to the public and now their lives are in danger so m makes the order that they need to start bringing all these agents home and then that brings me to our shaving scene where eve shows up um i have many thoughts about this scene and i'm just saying it might come up a little later uh what about you guys anything to add i'm not gonna lie i think the sexual tension is good you like that, huh? I, I think they I was, have good... Because I liked I it think, Inspector, too. I think they have great chemistry, the two of them. I think they have great chemistry. My my uh, judgment on this is just, I don't know if we needed this scene. Oh, no, we didn't, for sure. Oh, okay. shoehorned, yeah. for sure. Just yeah. To, yeah. I mean, just to show Noma Harris being sexy. She's very pretty. Mm-hmm. She's rocking the role. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say, uh, Money Penny like we come to know, is not all, very good at shaving either because she left some real spots on James's face there. Well, you know. Yeah. I mean, they after. they seemingly imply that they might have had sex, but they obviously don't show anything like that. But no. The very next scene where they have a small exchange, I'm like, wait a second, did they fuck? <laughs> yeah. It did leave it a little bit of a mystery. It wasn't clear. But uh, so after that very strange scene, we then arrive at this casino in Macau. And this may be one of the most beautiful entrances James Bond has ever had in a movie. I will. This movie is shot very well. It is. It is very pretty. It's very pretty. Yeah. Um, and then only to be ruined by this goddamn CGI Komodo dragon. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That was it. Like when it came on my screen, I was like, Oh, Why? Why is this here? And it's it's obvious, well, they're going to use that later for something. They wouldn't have spent all this money on CGIing it into this fucking scene. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is that it's a good idea because if I'm thinking about it, if I fall into a pit with Komodo dragons, I'm, I'm fucked and I know it. That is the scariest. They're like poison and they have huge mouths. No, thank you. And these aren't just fucking... Uh, your normal Komodo dragons. These They're are like full-grown, uh, yeah, full-grown fucking Targaryen Komodo dragons. <laughs> These things are massive, um, in CGI, of course. Uh, but yeah, that I hated that that had to be in there. That fucking sucked. But um, at this point, Bond exchanges the chip he got from Patrice, and we meet our first technical Bond girl, if we're not going to count Eve, uh, by the name of Savrine. Supreme. I also like that James knew exactly what to do with this chip. Yeah, he he figured it out. <laughs> he figured know, it out. I know what I'll do. Mm-hmm. Go cash huh. it. I this guess I perfect. I guess I need to see if it's worth anything. It's worth about six hundred thousand dollars, apparently. Uh, so at this point, uh, Bond exchanges the chip. He gets money. Meets Severine. Um and. Okay, so I wrote this down. I said, if Bond walks up to a table and starts playing Baccarat, I'm turning this fucking movie off. 
<laughs> but then we couldn't talk about how it's played. <laughs> yeah. Still also, don't know. So, <laughs> did you learn? S- nope. Severine was the girl across the way. Yes, I should mention yeah. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was the one that Bond did a Batman move on and disappeared. And so she recognizes him. And I got to tell you, besides the fact that I was worried that Bond was about to play Baccarat, the ash on her cigarette was the most distracting thing I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I did not notice. Oh, no, I didn't God. either. I'm not a smoker, though. That's so. true. Well, it was literally eight feet long. I was like, do something. Somebody do something. somebody needs to be underneath her with an ashtray. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but if that ash doesn't disappear, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she had about a four foot long ash hanging off her cigarette as she talks to Bond. Uh, and of course, Bond and her sit at a bar and, uh, they have drinks. Uh, Corey, some good shaking on this, uh, martini? Uh, it's pretty, pretty standard shake. All right. Mm. Okay. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he does not say, he does not say shake and not stirred. He just goes perfect when he sees her shaking it, which is, uh, that's, that's a way to subvert it, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good for him. Yeah, and I don't know what Sabrine was drinking. Mm. What she had? Probably oh. a Vesper. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's actually that'd be a fun. If it way. was her, we're not going to mention Vesper, but Sabrine is drinking a Vesper. <laughs> Oddly enough, it's Sabrine's favorite drink. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, at this point, Bond and her. Begin their flirtation. Bond is able to pinpoint that, sadly, she was a member of a sex trade. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Um, he saw a tattoo and was like, it's the only way she's got that. She's yeah. sex slave. S- sex slave. Yeah, what were you, 12 or 13? I was like, didn't think this is where this conversation was going, but okay. <laughs> right? Um, and then, uh, let's see... He convinces her basically to help him um, because he deduces that she works for the same guy as Patrice who is causing all this trauma or I shouldn't say trauma, drama, drama. There we are. Cause that's what it really turns out to be at the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I'll say, uh, I'll save it for the end, but Bond says maybe one of the most troubling things he's ever said. Okay. Well, I can't wait. I'm, we're going to have to hold you to that. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I, I certainly was like, okay, but oh, maybe you don't admit that. Uh, so, uh, and this is another thing that bugged me a lot about this movie. Bond asks about her boss, and Sabrine starts to shake. Like, and so we're building up to the fact that whoever this guy is, is a fucking frightening human. That she is worried to Just death the about thought yeah, of it. Him. Was, yeah. It's the same reaction the assassin has at the beginning of The World Is Not Enough. In not the hot from, air. Not from him. Yes. I mean, she almost says something exactly like this yeah. in the next scene. I or, agree. Uh, yeah, that is almost. I don't know if that was like a, a callback. On purpose, or I'm or sure a lot become, of this stuff is callbacks. Yeah, I don't know if anybody wants to call back anything from that movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Except, I mean, he it, could, it could use some of that action. You know what? He is in Turkey. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. never had Christmas. Nope. In Turkey. If there would have been one Christmas tree in that scene, <laughs> it would have been wild. Uh, so yeah, so Bond basically convinces her to help him, and she tells him to meet her on her yacht. 
later that night, and she will take him uh, to her boss. If he lives. If he lives, yes. Uh, and then, of course, Bond gets into a major fight with the people at this bar. Yeah, look, there's just an issue with this movie is there are several fisticuffs, mm-hmm. but they're all, like, truncated. They're very short. They are. It's yeah. not like, you know, Bond versus Grant and From Russia With Love or, yeah. you know, some of our really good fight scenes. They're just very, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Some about them. Even this one with the Komodo dragons. It was just seemed abrupt. Well, forced. Not, not for nothing. We're almost an hour into the movie. And that's kind of the only other action scene that we have is this and Patrice and other Patrice. That's kind of yeah. That, Which, that's the truth, Corey. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. So I totally agree. Not an action-packed movie. Agreed. Um, and so, like you said, Bond gets into a fight with one of the security members. They fall into the Komodo dragon pit. Shock of the decade. The guy can't use Bond's gun, so he gets eaten by Komodo dragons. <laughs> and I cannot stress this enough. The CGI on this is atrocious. It's not great. Yeah, just a trick. Then James jumps out of the dragon pit by jumping off of a Komodo dragon. Well, so so we're to think that, so there's two Komodo dragons. One's feasting. The other one we think is running at James, and that's how he plays it. But when he jumps, it's so obviously running at the other guy. So it's like, James, you weren't actually in imminent danger. And I think, why did they frame it like that? Agreed. And this was clearly an homage to Live and Let Die, which we have not watched yet, but I've Cro- seen. Crocodiles? Where, where, yeah, James runs across the, the alligators. Um, alligators, sorry. Louisiana, you know. Duh. Uh, I know. I, I, let's, I apologize, because you're right. Uh, I, don't, I didn't yeah. know the location, so could have been either very, one. Very CGI. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was stunned that was in this movie. I was just like, okay. Quite silly. So we get a CGI. Um, still Scorpion. not the most egregious CGI yet is yet to come. <laughs> yet no. to come. No. Oh, I mean, like I, like I was telling Blaine before we started, this movie probably costs upwards of $150 million to make. I'm guessing 30 bucks was spent on the CGI work. Cause it was <laughs> 30 bucks hired Sam Mindy's like kid brother. <laughs> Green dress up like a this lizard. is my younger brother, Stan. This, He's is, gonna younger brother. Hey, this is ham Mindy's <laughs> ham. You know, th- <laughs> this makes you appreciate, you know, we watched Thunderball last week. Yeah. Whilst they did do some horribly egregious uh, animal cruelty in that yeah. video uh, movie, but the stunt the stunt guy just jumping on top of that one shark. Yeah, why can't we hire those kinds of crazy fuckers to get in there with real Komodo dragons? <laughs> those people are yeah. all dead. That's they're still around. They are still I mean, out there. There was, I mean, it's not a dangerous animal, but a lady was. Uh, basically jet skiing with a turtle in that fucking movie. I mean, <laughs> jet skiing. <laughs> there's a lot going on. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jet they... skiing a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to put it. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. They actually kill a shark in it, and I'm sure a lot of them died. But yeah, at least there's no egregious CGI. So at this point, Bond gets out of the casino. He leaves with, uh, he leaves by himself, and he ends up on the yacht of uh, Severine, mm-hmm. probably the most gorgeous sailing yacht I've ever seen in my life. And very nice. And of course. Ends up in the shower with her. Sneaks into her shower. Yep. Hey, remember when I was talking about you being a sex slave? <laughs> How was that for I got play? a little turned on by it. <laughs> so I mean, here oh, I man. am. Doesn't even doesn't even question this move. No. No, not at all. Not Just, that she might have some emotional fragility about intimacy yeah, or maybe sex. Maybe she hates sex, yeah. but <laughs> let me just get in here naked with you. Not not excluding the fact that it's a little shocking when someone just ends up in the shower with you that you're not expecting. <laughs> That's also a little yeah, off-putting. Especially if you are terrified of your boss and probably all the henchmen around who are probably more than likely terrible people. men in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. She had some bad life experience with yeah, him. So. Bold, bold decision, James. Yeah. So at this point, um, and feel free to jump in anytime you want, guys, but... It's made clear they're heading toward a mysterious island where we're going to meet our mystery villain, finally. Um, let's see. Yeah, and we see one of the agents get assassinated on TV, and then we're told M's going to an inquiry. Yes. M has been called by Parliament to testify. Thus, I can pull. Right. Uh, now, at this point... Bond is taken captive with Severine, and we finally meet our mystery villain, who is a man by the name of Silva, who is played by no other than the great Javier Bardem. Uh, I will say this. I have things to say about this character, but I really like Javier Bardem. He's he's one of those guys... you can't take your eyes off of him. Agreed. He's, he's captivating. Got, he's got he's a great, absolutely going for it. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. got a great presence, and he gets your attention. He does. Oh, wait. That's uh, why you mentioned Benicio del Toro earlier. When he makes choices, sometimes they're bad choices. But I'm still he, fascinated by the dude. Yes, he commits. <laughs> yeah, he commits. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Javier is making some choices in this movie. He's I think we can say that a lot. I will say I like the choices he made better than a lot of villains we've seen, though. I like his choices. Um, and I really actually like this rat story, this kind of lead up from the elevator to Bond. I thought that was pretty good. I will agree the rat story was, was cool. I thought that mm-hmm. was... And it made sense in the grand scheme of things later on. There's a good callback to it. Yeah. I mean, it was a good shot. I mean, it's one shot. He goes from the elevator, tells... I love a long shot. I do, too. And although to- him having a full conversation seemingly stopped in the middle of it, I was like, all right, keep walking up here. I still can't see your face. <laughs> yeah. Can't we gotta hear get there. you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we finally meet Silva, who we learn was an ex MI6 agent along with just like Bond. Uh, something happened in between 
and he they found out he wasn't british yeah that could be the big fortune <laughs> just like just like not scott speedman earlier yeah. <laughs> mistakes were made i looked up a picture while y'all were talking and the guy looks just like him you showed us and it looks just like him. it does that's very strange uh but yeah he is 100 percent spaniard um and dyed blonde hair and eyebrows went full force with it and uh, again like you said uh was basically found uh by the chinese government and m what we understand is let him go in the same vein she did with bond she exchanged him for six other agents yeah is what m later states and apparently he was not a good dude yeah, he was, like, he was an agent. Was he selling he, secrets to China, or was he? He was doing something with. He, he was with China. She M says he was going beyond his mission, mm-hmm. like hacking the Chinese when he wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, so okay. she gave him up for six other agents. Right, which fair trade. Fair trade. Oh, it's a fair trade. Yeah. Uh, so we then uh get to. Gay panic. <laughs> well, we got to jump there. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Javier Bardem is trying to basically push James to see that M is not a good person, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then we get to uh, a little bit of flirtation. I mean, by, uh, it's queer baiting if I've ever seen it. And it's a little it's, troubling. It's a little queer baiting, but. I mean, I don't know. You I like did. it. I was gonna. I thought you it like was pretty it. hot. I well, you liked it when hot. when James was like, "How do you know it's not my first time?" Well, James, James fucks dudes. We yeah, it's it's, we, it's officially canon. Yeah, I mean, James yeah. fucks everything. Yeah. yeah, James has fucked everything. We, I mean, we can assert that that's happened. We know what happened to that scorpion. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, I, we don't. <laughs> can you explain what happened? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Look, look, looking back in Goldeneye. I bet him and Alexi boned a couple times. Oh, I. They look like they look like in a little way former lovers. So you never know. You know they could have shared a lot of space. Some heavy petting, maybe some space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it went a little further because James was distraught over the whole situation. We had a whole beach scene about how distraught he was. So. I agree with you, Corey. Probably so. And we've firmly established that Roger is a power bottom. So. Ah, yes. Power bottom. Mm-hmm. You said, I was trying my best to figure out who the fuck Alexi was. I was like, sorry. 006. I missed yeah. that. 006. Alec. Yeah. yeah. Alec. <laughs> it's not Alex. You're right. I was like, oh, I missed something. Well, don't feel bad because I. Knew immediately who Corey was talking about with no questions. <laughs> I don't know why I immediately thought Alexi. It's Alec. You're right. It is Alec, but I also thought you said Goldfinger. I thought you <laughs> no, said Alexi and Goldfinger. Well, I was they, like, they had a very good relationship that? too. Him and Sean. You know him and Felix. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Maybe lighter, especially Karim Bay. <laughs> I think so. Back to the salt mines. Damn right. Uh, Honestly, the... that line makes way more sense than it's like, <laughs> oh, God, where's James when you need him? 
Oh, jeez. So, yeah. So, I think we can firmly establish that James has uh, fucked around with some dudes. You know? Not surprised. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's not the first time we get homosexual characters in these movies. We had our famous Mr. <laughs> Kit, Mr. Wood. <laughs> God. Yeah, let's never forget <laughs> those that. jokers. And as Corey likes to point out, that time when... Uh, Fucking Blofeld was in drag. We can't forget that. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. When they put Blofeld in drag. My it off to just... my mess. <laughs> so stupid. Like the least a... menacing move a character's ever done. Fucking uh... Ernest as the old lady. <laughs> That's exactly what he looks oh, like. God. Uh, okay, so yeah. Bond and uh, Silva flirt with each other and... I mean, it's fun. It's a fun little thing that happens, but uh, would have been real great is that there just been a jump to a sex scene between the both of them. That would really shaken this movie up, I think. <laughs> he takes his jaw, play it out, and just... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I missed the bond. Uh, I'm glad, also, that we're not trying to pretend that this man is not Spanish. I'm glad they gave him... Very clear Spanish name. <laughs> they didn't make him hide that accent too terribly. Because if you would have let him come in and his name was Jay Peterson, I would have really turned my back on this movie. But good for them. Uh, yeah, so uh, Craig uh, Craig might be more of a top than a powerbomb, I'd say. Craig might be a top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives that. He gives that feel. Yeah, he'll stick it in anything. Big top energy coming from Craig. Um, and he'll do it with a short king. He don't care. Don't care. Knick-knack. <laughs> Paddywhack. Let's go. <laughs> I Paddywhack. God, we need to... I wonder. <laughs> I was just trying to think about what's his face. If he... Uh, you knick-knack ever hooked up. <laughs> Scaramanga. Scaramanga. <laughs> he's biting his third Nick nipple. knick <laughs> Get the Tabasco. Get the Tabasco. <laughs> Rub it on my urethra. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, listen, he's in he's in some interesting oh, things, Scaremong. <laughs> he's got a third nipple. Things things get wild over there. Let's go into the fun house and fuck. <laughs> Let's fuck the, the mannequins. Boy, we really took a turn in this Oh, podcast. God, we did. Um, okay. okay, so the next, yeah, so the the next, next scene, scene, they play this weird game where uh, Silva makes James attempt to shoot a shot glass off of uh, Severine's head with a flintlock <laughs> pistol. Oh, yeah. And this brings the us most to accurate our... weapon that they could have chosen. Yeah. And this brings us to our next... A moment which is more bar talk. Corey, have you ever had a 60-year-old McKellen? I absolutely have not. Uh, 62, Dr. No. Aha, look at that. Okay. And honestly, it is kind of a waste. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that had to be worth thousands of dollars, I would imagine, right? (laughs) It's a a huge waste. I mean, her life too, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought you were going down the route. I mean, at the end of the day, she's just a fucking sex slave. <laughs> Good riddance. No uh, need to waste the whiskey. Brings me to my next point. Yeah. So, James shoots first and misses. Mm-hmm. And then Silva just shoots her in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Shot glass falls off and he wins. 
Then James immediately dispatches all the guards yeah. <laughs> and takes Silva hostage. Could we not have done that 30 seconds earlier and saved this broad's Maybe save life? Maybe saved this poor lady's life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Or you already fucked her, so it's okay now. <laughs> Listen. What was that? <laughs> you waiting for your opportunity? He was even given a gun. He had I two honestly, at that point. <laughs> at this I, point, he could give a shit about Zephyrine. I really don't think he cared. I mean, you're not wrong. He's he all his emotional adventure is sewn up with M right now. So yeah, this may be the least he's cared about a Bond girl. I mean, it's sad that she's really it for this movie. Well, there, there goes our Bond well, girl. Yeah, M is Four kind minutes of the Bond screen. girl. I mean, I think that's kind of the point they're doing. Like M is the Bond girl of this movie. But he does not fuck her. No, because that would be odd. Yeah. Well, he didn't have sex with Olga Kirilenko in Quantum of Solace either. They don't. Do but we would say she's the Bond. You know, I did the overview for that movie, and I can't remember if it's yeah. or not. So, all right. But anyways, we have another really quick fight. He takes mm-hmm. out these guards, maybe four seconds. Yeah. And helicopters arrive, and they capture Silva. Yeah. They capture him. And uh, by the way, I paused the movie at this point and almost lost my mind that there's over an hour left in this movie. <laughs> this is a long movie. This, this is, is two hours, 23 eight minutes, 28 minutes, something yeah. like that. It's long. Yeah, it's a I, long one. On the other hand, I was just like, I cannot believe it's already. Like, it wasn't that it was moving fast, it's just that, like, this is all that's happened in an hour. Oh, uh, yeah. I agree with you. I mean, that, I think that's part of my thing, too. It's like nothing super exciting is going on, and this movie feels like it's lagging on and on. Yeah. I will say I had a memory of it being primarily at Skyfall, and I'm glad that that was not true. I guess what I thought what? the movie was like, I thought the movie was like almost all, all at Skyfall. But it really, oh, God. I'm which, so glad it wasn't. It would have been bad. Um, I don't know why that was my memory, though. While at the same time, Corey, I feel like they might have spent too much time in Skyfall. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, they yeah. should have spent no time because that was a stupid idea. <laughs> but oh, we're get getting there. there. We're getting there. All right. So now we're back at MI6's uh, hidden headquarters. Uh, M arrives uh, and sees Silva for the first time in his Loki cage that they put him in mm-hmm. in the middle of this place. Uh, we get a little backstory of how Silva was captured and he tried to take a cyanide capsule and it melted his face, which believe I believe it does not do. Doesn't do that. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> it, it would, by the it would basically just kind of corrode your throat a little bit. Maybe it's Maybe. not, that's not really that caustic. It's like a, it more it's so not like, lie. Yeah. It more so like stops your, I don't know, I can't, I've read it really briefly. Stops the ability to like <laughs> process oxygen and then you just die. And to our listeners, this just goes to show uh, anybody can be a fucking screenwriter. So <laughs> whatever you got to do, man, follow I that. Like, I like the idea that M did not put cyanide in his tooth, that it was actually like acid in there. <laughs> Oh, she was. This was her plan. That's why he's mad. And fucking hates him. Listen, if that was the case, I would totally get what he's doing. But it'd have been funnier. Like you know, you 
you're you're making a decision to end your life. You're finally going to do it. And if it had been like Tabasco sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I put the wrong pill. (laughs) This is just kind of unpleasant. (laughs) They're still going to beat me, aren't they? (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, this melts half of uh, his face. And he takes his metal jaw mechanism out to show everyone what M hath wrought upon his face. First, they wouldn't have let him have that in his cell. They would have taken that out. Second, probably my biggest issue with the whole movie, is he still had like six jaggedy fucking teeth in his mouth, (laughs) but perfect dentures. If you're going to put dentures in your mouth, they're going to take... They're taking your jagged teeth. Because... That's terrible for your health, that they're rotting away underneath yeah, your dentures. They're not, gonna, they're not leaving stragglers. No, no. Why did they, like, okay, I guess for the effect, make him look worse? The CGI but, uh, is terrible. He oh, yeah. Look. I believe yeah. this is the CGI you're referring to, Corey. Uh, he, turns out, Silva has a superpower to be able to turn into a cartoon. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Christopher Lloyd's that shit. He was one of the he creatures from Doom. I Am Legend. Fucking turns into Roger Ebert. What the fuck? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Two oh, thumbs no. down. Two thumbs down. Oh. I, I do want to go on the record. What happened to him? Roger Ebert. I'm off this movie right now. I actually don't know. He got oh, jaw, I know. No, no, no. I, jaw cancer. No, no. I know. But what they did to him after his surgery... Seems cruel and I feel like they could have done some more. They do pretty good reconstructive surgery. It seems they just kind of quit. With him. They're like, no, 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 no. I, it, it's they, you know, I don't even want to get into it because it's mean, but yeah, let's just, just move on. Yeah. It, you know what? I will say this. I, <laughs> I, was, try, I was trying to make an off color joke and it does seem a little mean. <laughs> off collar? That's not off where his jaw was. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no, I just remember not knowing any of that happened and saw the Oprah episode, the first interview he did, uh, right after the surgery. And I, when I say my heart was broken for someone I have no emotional connection to, that was the first, I was like, oh my God, what happened? Yeah. Anyway, back to this movie. But this, just widely, yeah. It's yeah, stupid. Stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Like we uh, did, we didn't need it. We get it. You're mad. Yeah. But this okay, is another yeah. thing. Like they're like, this is gonna make you realize how upset he is. I mean, no, it just kind of makes me think the character's stupid and yeah. and, and and underwritten. Also, like you're a secret agent. Like she told Bond, you know the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This shit happens. And I absolutely do not disagree with anything she did. Like, me as an audience member, if I'm supposed to feel anything, I'm not feeling it for Silva. I, I totally get why M did what she did. Or she went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, first of all, <laughs> ew. She almost did. I mean, Judy Dench comes in there in the biggest boss bitch style and is just like, I don't even fucking remember you. <laughs> I love that. Who cares? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Well, him um, like going, say my real name. I know you remember. And she's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna. Does anybody, have anybody ever seen that Mad Men scene when this 
little twerp office worker gets into the elevator with uh, Don Draper, and he tells Don Draper, I think you're disgusting. And Don Draper looks at him and goes, I don't think of you at all. <laughs> That's, That's what good. it reminded me of. She's like, I don't know. Fucking think about you at all, man. Double O, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Fuck off. Now that it's been well over a decade, I kind of want to watch Mad Men and see. I never did watch it. I'm not going to lie. For someone who had no interest in anything that show was about, I fucking love that show. It was incredible. So I highly recommend it. Men. Men. Madman. I think we had a friend who started smoking because of that movie. I, I just my memory of it is Will Forte in on SNL they were doing a Madman sketch and he's playing like the snivelly character and uh, they're all ordering drinks and he's like, I'll have an egg cream. <laughs> he just, was he also dancing to Herb Al- Albert again? Listen, don't act like that wasn't your favorite thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I love Will Any- and I won't apologize for it. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, that was a great pull. Um, <laughs> all right, so. Uh, okay, so yeah, at this point, Q. Q, the quartermaster who apparently invented anything computer-related. The smartest man of all time <laughs> decides yeah. to connect an ethernet cable to a terrorist <laughs> hacker's computer <laughs> yeah. directly into the mi6 mainframe <laughs> yeah uh nothing dangerous about it everything seems perfectly normal and i i'm telling you silva could have made a billion or some odd dollars with this encryption method he created that's basically a globe that rotates around and you have to figure out what the password is but here nor there uh, at the same time, M has had to leave to go testify in front of Parliament. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead before I bring that up. So uh, one, another thing I wrote is, you guys know I love a good sweater and a cardigan. I was really digging Q's cardigan this scene. Mm. I did like that brown. He's, he's dapper. He's dapper. For he's sure. a dapper little man. He yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these things are happening simultaneously. Yeah, these are happening back and forth. Yeah. So because Q connected that laptop to the mainframe, it has now uh, infected all of MI6 and has released Silva from his cell and he's able to escape. Now, let's talk about the plan here because <laughs> this, uh. this is one of my main Bonkers. problems with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay, so Q makes an offhanded remark to Bond, who's in pursuit of Silva, who's escaped. He says, Bond, he's planned this for years. All this was Silva's doing. He planned all of it. The amount of things he had to guess correctly... Nonsense. ...is absolute insanity. How could he have planned it for years? Yeah. The idea that he said, okay, first thing I'm going to do... Blow up MI6. That's going to make them go to this underground lair. And then, after they're at the underground lair. But that's not the first thing. So, first, Bond had to get shot by a uranium-coated bullet. Dig it out of his fucking chest. Figure out it's Patrice. Follow Patrice. Witness Patrice. Do an assassination. Kill Patrice. Find Patrice's poker chip. Take said poker chip to Macau. 
beat the bodyguards at Macau, talk to Severine, get Severine to take him to, <laughs> agree to take him to the island, Yep. kill his bodyguards on the island, not kill Silva, take Silva mm. hostage, take Silva to London, <laughs> into the new bunker, Yep. which you said he blew up in my six, knowing that MI6 would relocate to Winston Churchill's bunker. When nobody else really thought that. No one else saw that. Unless he has people on the inside, maybe he does. I don't know. I'm going to say probably. I like that you're giving him the benefit of the doubt. Giving him that. But still, so many other, even if he had people on the inside, he would have had to know Q was going to plug his computer into the MI6 mainframe. Mm -hmm. That's a big leap. Uh, When he knew... Uh, he would be able to f- defeat the two, the multiple guards outside of his cell. little cell when he's just wearing a fucking little tan jumpsuit. <laughs> Memorize the tunnel system underneath all of this. Yes. And uh, then have two people meet him with a police uniform. Oh, but not before time, the fact that the train is coming at the perfect time to to stop James <laughs> after he blows up, <laughs> blows yeah, up perfectly not old. Not to mention... Had to know that M was going to be summoned to a tribunal and and that it would still be ongoing by the time he got there. Yeah, yeah. The premise of all this is so ridiculous. (laughs) It is insane. Even for a Bond movie. Like, I thought the coincidences in Thunderball were outrageous. With mm. James just happening to be at that resort yeah. next to all this thing, no, all this no, happening. This is but this was insane to me. <laughs> this was as I was watching it, all I all I was taken out of the movie completely, just going, "How the fuck did this idiot plan this? This makes no sense." Because every single second it went on, you're just like, "It's getting more and more ridiculous." Yeah, yeah. But like Corey said, so James is chasing him. Silva picks up, he meets his friends, changes into a police uniform. James is following through the subway system, finally catches him, just basically tells him, hey, whoa, slow down. And he stops and then explodes a hole (laughs) above James's head in an empty underground portion of the subway. If James hadn't been there, what was the purpose of blowing that up to get police down there. Which doesn't come up. Doesn't make a bit of difference, really. This is just the Dark Knight. Yeah. You know yeah. what? That's very similar. <laughs> Fucked up face. They let themselves get captured. Got a convoluted <laughs> plan. Yeah. There's too much. It's too much to try and even keep up with. But you know what? Uh-huh. I didn't super mind it. I just, the train thing was like, he would have just been like with this watch in his hand, waiting in that escape uh, stair or that escape ladder <laughs> that going. Ladder. Like, God, yeah. I hope Jay- I hope James gets here in the next ten seconds so that I can make this work. Oh wow, perfect! And, and I this- really hope M doesn't have a quick exit on that parliamentary hearing. <laughs> I hope she doesn't step out for a bathroom break. He's just please God, <laughs> how great would that have been? Please let her. Say a poem at this uh, hearing so it lasts longer. <laughs> the goal was just to shoot her. and I mean, I guess he kind of embarrassed her a little bit. Then fucking go to her house and kill her like James could have. Yeah. <laughs> it's often not hard to get in. Or I mean, you can blow up in my six from your computer 
from an island, you can kill yeah. Judy Dench. You can kill him. anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. This didn't need to happen. Yeah, this is a ridiculous plan. It's absolutely ridiculous plan. It's very extra. <laughs> also, what I found ridiculous was that Bond and uh, Q were looking for Silva wandering through the uh, subway. Uh, oh, excuse me, tube for our people overseas. Uh, and it was just too hard to locate a six foot tall blonde Spaniard in all this crowd. <laughs> I love that that was a hard thing to do. Uh, it's like a full 30 seconds as Q is trying to determine if that very obvious Javier Bardem looking yeah. police officer is indeed. It was like, you know, dude, get on the like train. Him. That him? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely him. Q get, get fucking with it. Yeah. So there are changes. <sighs> I do like when M was reading the Tennyson while it was cutting to like James sprinting. Yeah. I liked that. No, it's Again, sh- it's, it's a beautiful well. movie. It's shot well. It's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, Judy uh, Dench basically reads the Tennyson poem <laughs> at her hearing. And uh, Silva arrives and starts shooting up the hearing room. Uh, and uh, M, you know, again, boss bitch, Judy Dench. She's like, well, here it is. I'm about to die. And then Mallory jumps in front of her and takes a bullet for her. Old Mally Mally, and then picks up a gun. Yeah, he's in it. He's in this. So, gunfight ensues. Bond arrives, of course, takes out most of the people there, and then is able to escape with M in hand, and they escape in her Jaguar. And now comes the time, gentlemen, when I have to discuss yet another very fucking strange plan. Why on earth does James make the decision to take him to his childhood home in Scotland? Anybody want to throw a guess in there? Anybody have any theory? James, uh, James wants some, James need to do some healing of his own. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> I'll help her and I'll do some catharsis while I'm doing it. <laughs> well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was, it makes no sense. Yeah. He, he goes and switches cars he picks up the DB5, yep. the classic DB5, and tells Q to leave breadcrumbs. Yeah, to lead him to the house. Now, if the plan was, we're going to go to this my family's house in Scotland to hide out. Okay, that makes sense to me. But why do you want Silva to show up there? It would make sense had Bond taken any weapons at all <laughs> with him or like they do like be prepared to yeah. really rig the house to explode yeah and then make it happen fucking blow them all up but no he takes nothing but bond's afraid that mi6 is compromised somehow um i mean okay but, like <laughs> Whatever. Or, hey, here's an idea. We're going to be at my family's home in Scotland. Why don't you send 40 agents out here? At the very least. Well, he was thinking some of them could be bad. But you're leading them to you anyway. Well, the whole goal is, is to lead him into a trap. They don't want to hunt him. They want them to hunt Bond and him. So who cares if some of them are bad? 
Right. Yeah. And you tell Q, did you vet Q? You've known him for a day and a half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. a really good point. Q you is... know? <laughs> He's yeah. the newest person on the team. Q, he plugged and, the, la- yeah. he plugged the Q laptop also, in. Q also tells Tanner immediately. <laughs> I don't know if Tanner was supposed to be involved in the plans, but Tanner was immediately involved. Yeah, Tanner's hanging out, doing some of the work. <laughs> Mallory shows up. <laughs> he gets involved. Didn't yeah. have to be. Why you hook up with Mallory and Money Penny and Tanner? Yeah. What are we doing? At least have them like drop you some fucking rocket launchers or something. <laughs> Anything would have been better. Uh, so for the I mean, at least just... the Aston Martin had some guns. We and I have questions about that as well, but. Uh, for the listener, basically Bond takes him to Scotland to his childhood home, where, if you haven't guessed it or haven't watched it, is called Skyfall. Skyfall. Uh, again, butthurt to the end about this house for reasons we'll never know or care. No, who cared? Uh, and and I, did, I do just want to say, Scotland is fucking it looks like a desolate wasteland. It looks they don't I, make it look super pretty in this. Movie. I will once again make my statement. Scotland is fucking <laughs> desolation. Yeah. That's you right. know how I feel. That's right. About it's desolation. Exactly, it's exactly what you want. <laughs> yeah. So and, you saw that house in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like, yes. And I said, that's for me. Is that for sale? And trust me, if Uber Eats delivered to it, I would be there right now. <laughs> I would be there at this very moment. Uh, okay, so we kind of went over what Bond's somewhat plan is, but once we get inside of Skyfall, we meet the most erroneous character in any James Bond movie. Ken Cade. <laughs> yeah, Ken Cade. Uh, now, Corey, did you read erroneous. about Ken? Did you read about Ken Cade at all? Oh, Robert Finney or the character? Uh, who was supposed to be the character. Oh, no. They wanted and were trying to get Sean Connery for this role. That would have been now, lame. Really? Yeah, really. I think it would have explained his character a little more. It would have made sense that this pointless character was there because, oh, yeah. we're trying to... Okay. Well, you would have had some sort of emotional tie to him. Yeah, and you Kate, have... I was like... Who gives who a gi- fuck? This was the the caretaker when you were a kid? Okay. I mean, who gives a shit? Like he's he said. knows nothing about your life that you're an agent because he's it, like, I oh, remember I told you how to shoot, so you must still only know. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even know what Bond does. Yeah, like when he's in the battle, like, I don't really care. Yeah, I got no emotional ties to Kincaid if he is murdered in this scene. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. He gets kind of a fun 300-esque line, which are Independence Day style thing, which is fun. Eh. See, this would have been better suited for like, I hate to do this again, the world is not enough. They brought back Zakovsky's character. Yeah. And he oh, dies. Oh, just insert a new character here? No, I was saying like oh, someone oh. from a previous movie that we already you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, if Felix Slider was somehow just... Yes. Like, I'm going to call my buddy like from that. the CIA, and he, he can help me. Yeah. 
That'd have been that'd have been just fine. That'd have been perfect. Been great. Or the dealer from uh, Casino Royale that Bond gave five hundred thousand dollars to. <laughs> I owe you, dude. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I cannot believe this. <laughs> Let me tell you about my life in the past ten years. <laughs> you changed my life, sir. Or had he not basically murdered Mathis? <laughs> yeah, that'd oh, have been a. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for. Like yeah. I had no no connection with Kincaid. No, that... and let's be honest. As soon as Sean Connery said no, why didn't we get rid of this character? <laughs> this character served because no purpose. Because of course Sean Connery said no. Why would he do that? I mean, and you can tell a lot of the lines that Kincaid has was written specifically with Sean Connery in mind. There's a line later on where he says, welcome to Scotland. It's like, oh, that's, that's the line I was talking about. He gets oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does get that one good one. But nothing at like... And then he says, pushy. <laughs> well i love it when he's in i love it when he's in the room with him and he's like you know judo <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i so, really liked it when he was like i learned how to shoot from alan quarterman oh. uh well listen guys <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> this is my last episode. <laughs> I was the sadness I feel for him because he took that movie role and how upset he was at how bad that movie is. I think about it all the time. Well, you know what? He didn't do another role afterwards, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that that ended uh, it for him. Turned it's down Lord of like... the Rings, did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. One of the worst exiting of Bollywood anyone's ever Well, had. gotta go. <laughs> gotta get out of this business. <laughs> Uh, it's almost as bad as how Gene Hackman's last movie was Welcome to Mooseport. And he was like, no, I'm not ever doing this again. I'm never acting. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So we're, I guess we're... Ray Romano is the source of all evil. <laughs> not wrong. Or Christopher Reeve's last walkie was uh, Village, Village of, of the, the Dam. That is Ooh. depressing as shit. Man, oh, man. Because, you know, last Hey, I want to see something where I was walking around. Oh, we got to put in Village of the Damned. <laughs> the last walkie. <laughs> the last walkie. That's not nice. We got to do better, guys. So uh, anyway, there's a giant. If, so for our listeners, at this point, we've met Kincaid and Bond uh, initiates into what I'm going to call the Home Alone slash Nightmare on Elm Street portion of this yep. movie. Where full, full Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yeah. We set up Skyfall with booby traps. And I'm not just talking about one or two. Uh, M is involved in all this. Uh, we saw off a shotgun. There's a lot going on. and The, the is... light bulb bombs are kind of fun. <laughs> I do like this. I like all of them. I mean, don't, I, I love the light bulb bomb. It just seems weird that M's like, got an idea. <laughs> Give me a bunch of screws. <laughs> you know what? If we would have just brought some stuff with us, <laughs> he would have had to do all this, guys. If we would have had a little bit of an arsenal, or just time. like, yeah, let's forget the breadcrumbs. Let's not lead them to us, yeah. and maybe mm-hmm. go a different route. Yeah, just and saying. you're you're telling me that James has his DB5 stowed away in like a little garage and doesn't also have a full ass arsenal in there as well. Exactly. Well, you gotta be kidding mean, me. This car is apparently a full fucking arsenal for Where'd no reason. Where'd he get reason. it? Where'd he yeah. get the car? Yeah, because in Casino, none of those features were on there. 
And correct me if I'm wrong, nor was it in Quantum. So also, that's the, a Hugh different definitely car. Didn't do that. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a different car. That was uh, he, the driver's seat was driving wheel was on the other completely opposite side on that car. You're right. So it wasn't the one he won in Casino Royale. It, it was wasn't. Just another 1965 DP5. This is his. Well, it goes to he was. This is his own personal car that he's had a lot of work. He's probably had it for hundreds of years. He's just loves this car. Hundreds. <laughs> it's passed down from Kincaid. Uh, he's a Highlander. Speaking of Sean Connery. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so the plan is lead them into the house. They're gonna get home alone and. Hopefully, we'll win the battle. So, Bond goes into this with uh, two geriatrics and some uh, home bombs. Very interesting. So, at this point, uh, Silva's men arrive. Yep. And they march up to the home, and they're ready to kill them. And then we get the shock of our life that this DB5 is outfitted with all the same bells and whistles as it was in Goldfinger. And... He mows down a bunch of these guys. Uh, M, M, M kills a bunch of dudes with her light bulb bombs. Uh, Kincaid blows some guys away with his sawed-off shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where our Welcome to Scotland line comes in. Welcome to Scotland. Welcome to Scotland. Yeah, I... Um, so the DB5 worked out nice. Yeah. Luckily, they walked directly in front of it. <laughs> Thankfully. Also... Why were there only like 10 guys? And he... why did they park all the way up the hill? Yeah. <laughs> that was Does weird he too. only have 10 men? Well, he oh, obviously had not. 10 more in, in waiting that mm-hmm. you, know, just, you could just, just doubled the amount that you sent first. And also, maybe... also, just tactics 101. You send in your artillery, you do an artillery bombardment first. You would have sent your helicopter in to destroy the house like it does. Corey, take notes. And then you send in your ground Been waiting. Troops. Been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. going Why didn't they just... Why didn't he just blast that house with his helicopter first? Uh, you raise tremendous questions. And I completely agree with you. <laughs> but as we've seen in the first hour, four hours of this movie, weird decisions weird, are made. Weird, yes. Very strange. weird decisions. Also, I got to point this out. So after the helicopter shows up and he Silva blasts the fuck out of the house, mm-hmm. he then gets out, tells his men, "Don't you dare touch her. She's mine. I you just fired two hundred thousand rounds into this house. <laughs> you also, just open. I love. He's it. not I the one it. that shot her. Like it wasn't even him. It was one of his men. Yeah. You just hoping was... she lived through all that. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I just want to say. Wh- for the listeners, a helicopter arrives and Silva's men start shooting the house with a 50 caliber fucking machine gun. <laughs> and like Blaine said, somehow doesn't manage to hurt anyone in this house. <laughs> somehow. Uh, but I wrote down the funniest thing to me about this is that, and this may be the most far fetched thing in this movie, might even be more far fetched than the goddamn gondola scene in Moonraker, but. <laughs> The idea that these two 80-year-old people are able to evade these giant fucking bullets raining down on them from this helicopter is absolutely hilarious. Well, they were in their tunnels. No, no, they weren't in the tunnel yet. They were... Oh. Yeah, this, were... this was when they were like, get behind the pillar. I'm like, That's that right. Get behind the, the pillar. <laughs> that pillar from 
300 year old brick i think that bullet's gonna go right through that buddy uh but yeah like you were saying silva don't kill her don't you dare as he throws grenades in the fucking (laughs) window (laughs) like what if he just like came in the house and she was just in pieces (laughs) guys you guys damn it (laughs) i told you not to he throws grenades in every window in this house (laughs) i didn't get a chance to do my weird head thing with her I've had this plan for years. <laughs> oh, man. I knew I should have started this grenade thing. <laughs> but to, to everyone's cr- uh, credit, no one dies from all of this. No one. I mean, at the worst, M is accidentally like shot from a random bullet. Uh, and that's about it. And we get like her... Uh, I, I wrote it down as M zombie bite scene because we don't realize until she's in the tunnel that mm, she's been shot. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the greatest cut of them all, they blow up his DB5 and... That this, clinches it. <laughs> that clinches the whole fucking thing. Bond sets up a bomb with two propane takes that I'm guessing have been there for the last 50 years and... <laughs> He uh, ties some dynamite, again, probably 50 years old, and blows up Skyfall. And, again, no, I don't think anybody really dies from it, but... The helicopter explodes. Oh, fair yeah, enough. Sure. Those, mm-hmm. those so two they guys die. died. It's okay. a ton, ton of shrapnel from that explosion on the helicopter. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but, luckily, Kincaid and M have escaped to a abandoned chapel. <laughs> well... <laughs> Not really, because they're just walking across the field with their fucking flashlight on. Let's not forget that. Position. Let's not forget that. <laughs> and I gotta say, something must have happened to Silva, because he's visibly weak at this point. So maybe some shrapnel hit him, we just didn't see it. Because he's, he's like, he's in, he's in a he was, bad state. He was standing six feet away from a yeah. fucking huge explosion. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was not a part of the fight, but he is... In a state at this needless point. To sta- needless to say, his mental state was not that stable all the while. Well, but yeah. This really helped out. Uh, he was clearly gay, so. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> he should have been in a straight jacket. He could have been in a, yeah. a great <laughs> mental state. So, yes. Um, with all that being said, uh, Blaine's comments do not represent the entirety. Of that was jest. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was jest. whimsy. It was jest uh, at one of one of our own. <laughs> we do not uh, support uh, conversion therapy uh, anymore. Uh, <laughs> we've we've changed our mind on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andrew used to be big pro. <laughs> yeah, big man. I loved going to that camp. <laughs> Turning everybody straight for a week and a half, and then Kevin Bacon can convert me any day of the week. <laughs> Corey, we got to discuss that movie more because oh is... man, oh man, that's tough. Any, anyway, let's get back to this fucking heap of shit. Um, so we, uh, so a Bond begins to run toward the uh, secret chapel, the secret chapel in the middle of nowhere to save Kincaid and M. Uh, he runs onto some fr- uh, frozen lake, and again CGI comes in with some real shitty CGI breath and took me out of the movie. Just takes me out of the movie. Um, but Bond ends up getting into a major brawl underneath the frozen lake. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's it's not. 
Yeah. He chokes him out with some with with leg squeeze. Like yeah, leg... It w- yeah, it wouldn't have worked. No, I don't think so. No. One whole side of his neck was uninhibited. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened there, but uh he also cool. chokes to death awfully fast. It's a real quick kill for Bond. Well, regardless Sorry. of if the choke is bad, I imagine that if you are struggling against your breath and you take even one gulp of water, it probably speeds things up pretty quick. Nah. 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 Nice <laughs> cold water. <laughs> nah. No, it's cold water. Pumps. It's cold water. Yeah. It's different. Uh, so at this point, M, or excuse me, Silva finds M at the chapel. And he really lets those mommy issues go in this scene. Uh <laughs> He wants to do, like Corey said, a real strange murder-suicide situation where he puts his head next to M, puts the gun to M's head, and is like, kill us both. Free both of us. After he sees that she's shot and has like a weird, like... Who hurt you? Yeah. 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 What if my guys did this? Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a interesting scene. Uh but again, I think Javier Bardem, as big as he's going, he kind of sells it. I so. mean, they both... Judy Dench and Javier Bardem are amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think great. that goes without saying. Yeah. I think it goes without saying. Uh, but then, surprise, bitch, Bond throws a knife into... Fucking Bowie knife. <laughs> right into <laughs> Silva's back. spine, god dang. <laughs> uh, kills Silva dead and gives a... Uh, I won't say it, Corey, because I think this is your favorite line. Uh, no. Oh, never mind. Uh, he said, la- uh, what did he say? One last rat? Last rat standing. Last rat standing. It's a great, I mean, it's a great callback. Last it's a great callback. Standing. I love that. Um, I love that the knife does not make a squelch, but a thud, because it goes probably right into this bone. Yeah. <laughs> squelch. I mean, it goes up to the hilt. <laughs> Bond gave it a throw. <laughs> he put some oof on it, for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Just Bam. <laughs> So, yeah, so at this point, M sees Bond and asks him what took so long, which, good line. Good line. Uh, but at this point, she now collapses onto the floor from her wound. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I have seen this movie before. I knew pretty much everything that's going to happen in this movie. But when M said, I suppose it's too late for us to make a run for it, I had fucking tears in my eyes. This really was a sad scene to see Judy Dench go. Yeah. And I thought she did good. But yeah, tears in my fucking eyes as I'm going, what, what is this emotion I'm currently having? <laughs> yeah, I'm I confused because I just, I wish I could have seen what the wound was because it, cause it doesn't seem like it's that big of a wound. <laughs> but uh, well, it's, I mean, she get shot in the stomach or, the, or like one of her organs. She got shot in the 84. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's probably what did. yeah yeah uh any gunshot at, at <laughs> this point yeah. at her age if she had it's not a good gunshot <laughs> yeah uh if she'd got hit with a rock too hard she would have died so the gunshot's not helping anything i imagine just and also walking it off and just jiggling that bullet all around probably isn't isn't yeah. slowing down her death no huh. I mean, really, setting up the bombs might have been her downfall. We don't know. I mean, she's an old lady. One of those, one of those is the reason. Well, I took some shrapnel from my own bombs. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Judy, or uh, excuse me, in his arms, M dies. 
and we never see Kincaid again. (laughs) 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 As mysteriously as he arrived, he disappears. For what Uh, reason? Why wouldn't... Why wouldn't Silva shoot him? He came around the corner and he like shot her around and was like, dude, just why, why would you spare a guy that you care nothing about? Yeah. Why, why did he spare him? Honestly, it didn't even feel like Albert Finney was in the same scene as these two, to be perfectly honest. He's never in the same shot as either Bond or M. So who knows? But once again, never... He heard about him before or since. Mm-mm. So, good for Kincaid. Anyway, so back at MI6, uh, Bond now meets with Eve, and she tells him that M left him something uh, in her will, and it turns out to be this bulldog figurine that M had on her desk that Bond hated. Right. Uh, and then we get a scene that I remember in the movie theater. And even till this day, still get some chills when Bond says, you know, we've never been formally introduced. And she says, my name is Eve, Eve Moneypenny. And she's at her little desk. She's at her desk. It looks just like like the office from, it's just like it. Yeah. And keep in mind, when we did see this at the movie theater, no one knew that Q was going to be in this movie. No one knew Moneypenny was going to show back up. So when it happened in the movie, I was like, aw. It's fun. We're like, Aww. finally, after Quantum and Casino, we get a Bond. Yeah. Called like a... An actual... Bond elements. Yeah. yeah. We actually get back Familiarity, to Familiarity, yeah. Not to mention the door with the the leather door that he yeah. walks into. Yeah. And so Bond uh, enters into an office with Mallory sitting there, and we realize that uh, Mallory... Is going to be our new M going forward. The new M. Mm-hmm. The new M. And then finally, we get our gun barrel sequence, guys, right there at the end of the movie from Craig. And that, everyone, is Skyfall. Oh, all right. Well done. Fantastic. That was a long one. It's <laughs> a movie. long movie. A lot of tangents. Okay. What do you guys <laughs> say we uh, take a quick break? Take a break. Come and back. And then we'll come back with our awards and scores. Sounds good. All right. Be right back. And welcome back, everybody. So now we've come to the portion of our show where we give out our awards and offer our final scores for Skyfall. So let's start with our first award, Best Death. Blaine, who do you get as Best Death for Skyfall? Okay. I don't know if this individual died or not but i loved this Mm -hmm. so it's after skyfall explodes james sprints out of nowhere and just delivers a hellacious flying knee (laughs) on this one person he does forget about that guy just (laughs) nails him and i was i was like yeah i loved every second it was yeah it was great i don't know if he died or not but props for that let's hope i'm gonna count i'm gonna i'm gonna say he died i'm i'm counting it yeah flying knee I, I can just say I probably wouldn't have survived it, so can't imagine that guy would. Judy Dench would. <laughs> that would have been it. What if that's how Silva killed M? <laughs> he did a jump off a log and kneed her right in the face. Off of a Komodo dragon, <laughs> flying kneed her. 
Oh, all right, Corey. What about you? Your favorite death or best death? Um, I thought it was. I don't think she gets enough credit because they just brushed past it. But I'm going to give it to Severine because I kind of feel terrible for her. And also, uh, yeah. the setup is interesting because you do think that okay, well, she's going to be fine. And then he just shoots her in the gut, and it's like, oh fuck, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can all agree Severine had a hard life, <laughs> and right. this was not a great way for her to so go. Give her some sort of award. Yeah, and I'm gonna go for the low hanging fruit here. I'm gonna go with M. I thought that was very powerful to see. I mean, not even necessarily the character and what it stamped, but Judy Dench. She basically did 15 years as this character. Um, we've yet to see her masterwork in uh, Die Another Day, but we will get there. Um, uh, the masterwork. So... <laughs> Can't wait for that. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with M on yeah. that. An but... honorable mention to Silva, knifed in the bag. Great. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, Kincaid's still alive. All right. <laughs> Uh, Is he? Who knows? We don't, we don't know. He probably had a heart attack from getting shot like around him, bullets fleeing. <laughs> he died right after that. Bond didn't care. He just left him to rot. Absolutely, he doesn't care about kicking. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Best line. Um, Corey, start us off. Uh, well, I will give it to waste of a good scotch. It's it, mm. it's a good line in the fact that it's it's. True in two parts. I mean, why did you kill this woman? And also, yeah, sixty-two-year-old scotches don't don't just don't just throw it around and pour it on the ground like that, dude. It's a real waste. Yeah, it's a real waste. I've I got agree. a dishonorable mention though. Oh, uh, and this okay. is what I was talking about earlier. When James is talking to Severine, he's talking about how she's scared. He says, "I know when a woman is afraid and pretending not to be," and I immediately was just like. Oh my God! Don't say that aloud. James. Yeah, that's not something you should be proud of. Like openly yeah. telling people, I've seen You're... it quite a bit. <laughs> you know, when I sneak up behind them in showers when they're not expecting me. <laughs> that line, yeah. I was just like, Bleh. Yeah. okay, James. Bleh. All right, Blaine. What about you? Mine comes from M mm. when she's talking with Mallory, and mm. one part of the movie. She goes, to hell with dignity. I'll leave when the job's done. I was like, strong. She's a bad, bad bitch, this one. Yeah. Like I said, through this whole, I mean, especially the Craig movies, she's been astounding in those. She yeah. just gets the job done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Uh, well, mine also is going to come from M, and that was, you know, as she's laying there dying, she says, I don't suppose it's too late. To make a run for it. I suppose it's too late to make a run for it. Oh, we got an emotional little guy yeah, over I here. I love that. I have cry baby Sally over there. <laughs> Fuck you. That's her. Shed her a tear dad? in Skyfall. <laughs> I'm proud of it. I don't I'm... care what your toxic masculinity is going to say. <laughs> Look, we get it. You're both jocks. You know, you don't cry at anything. Oh, I Lord. <laughs> And then I have an honorable mention just because it still gives me the tingles is Eve, Eve Moneypenny. Oh, I thought you were going to say. I was going to like Silva, like, fucking fucking James. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, 
That gives me the tingles. <laughs> well, you didn't let me get to my third line, which is uh, the scene where he's <laughs> feeling up, James. Uh, oh, okay, so our final one is this made the final cut? Question mark. And I'm going uh, first, and I'm saying the money penny shaving scene. I felt like in a movie that's already too long, I think we could have taken out that little bit. Mm. Uh, but Blaine, what do you think? Without a doubt, the melt face. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, it serves no impact. Well, at all. and the, just the fact that the teeth were still in there. Yeah, that, that's a real bugaboo for me. Not to mention the CGI was rough. <laughs> so yeah, I like. How, just having that little thing in there. Just yeah. completely deformed his face, <laughs> taking like a little mouthpiece out. Yeah. And then now he's, like, got s- yeah. he's got sinewy, sallow strands like, Why, How did that happen? No, totally agree. It like sucked in all of a sudden. <laughs> Doesn't, none of that makes sense, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. like his, not only that, like the top of his jaw rotted off too. It was just like, okay. <laughs> no. And I couldn't understand a word he said when he took it out. Oh, then, yeah. Do you notice his voice all of a sudden became like weirdly modulated? He was like, it's like, okay, so <laughs> did, did that thing control your vocal cords too? Is there a microphone in there? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It also helps with well, that. The sound, you know, it gets trapped behind my teeth. And, yeah. No, it's so stupid. Yeah. 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 Without no. a doubt, that's the, that's the that's the final cut. All right. Corey, what uh, about you? I, just, I wrote down face cartoon because I can't, <laughs> I can't help but agree. But I, I will, I will for, for variety, I will say the CGI as a whole. Like the scorpion scene was so stupid. Yeah. Komodo dragons. I was Komodo dragons. Say, uh, yeah. Another correct answer would be the Komodo dragons. Right. I think we could have lived without them in this movie. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, our awards are wrapped up. Let's go to our final portion where we give our final scores for the movie. So we, as always, we have seven distinct categories in which we judge all Bond films. The first being Bond Factor. Corey, I'm going to go to you. What is your Bond Factor score for Skyfall? So I, I'm I'm conflicted because I might have gone too high because I feel for at least an hour of this movie he's being, you know, kind of a crybaby. Yeah, and yeah. not very Bondy. But then he does some. There's some cool Bond moments. Like we didn't even mention when he jumps on the train from the like little dozer thing. Great Bond moment. Fixes his fixes his cufflinks. Yeah, I love that. It's a great bond. The entrance mm-hmm. in Shanghai, um, the way he looks with his suits, I mean, his appearance-wise. And then he's got some, some rippers here and there, some cool one-liners. So I'll knock off 40 points and give him a 60. Okay. Well. I thought it was going to be much higher, by the I way. I did, you, too. You prefaced that. <laughs> Because I actually gave him a 65 for my Bond Factor. So, yeah, I don't... I mean, I'm on the same page with you, Corey. They, he's better at it by this movie, but it's still not what I come to expect from James Bond. So, 65 for me. Okay. I went a little higher. Okay. I gave him a 72. Hmm. All right. Uh, because like you said, Corey, there's good Bond moments, 
but the demeanor's not there no. throughout the underlying what it, you know the, uh, je ne sais quoi the, the um. je ne sais quoi the bond <laughs> factor you know he does have some cool like his tete all tets with money penny and he drops his earpiece in her drink and the that cue. whole yeah. yeah the back and forth with the cue um moments but that's it it's just moments yeah yeah i totally agree and also They're... it's really after he gets shot because at the beginning he's great and towards the end he's getting better but in the middle bit where he's recovering emotionally from his gunshot is kind of a boo yeah the yeah. real the downer the pity party he throws for himself is just a little ugh. yeah but you can see the progression from casino to here and then specter he bumps it up again I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 72. All right. Well, then uh, let's jump over to our next category, action sequences. Uh, I'll start with this one. I I feel I may have gone a little high on this. Um, there are some okay action sequences, but really, this movie is kind of eh as far as big set piece action sequences. So... Again, I might have been a little high, but I actually gave it a 74 for action sequences. Um, yeah, it's really more ugh for me than anything. Ugh. 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 I, I I'll say nothing memorable. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Corey, what about you? Uh, I am a little lower. I'm at 63. Same reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. half this movie is not including any action set pieces. Maybe more, actually more than half. And uh, mm-hmm. it really takes us a while to get to really any major action. We have a great, a decent, I would say a pretty good opening. Um, and then just a really not bit, not very action middle, middle bit. And then culminating piece at the house, whether you like it or not, is definitely action packed. But I don't know if it's enough for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Blaine, action. I gave it a 71. Okay. I basically narrowed this down to four different action, major action moments, which is the opening, the motorcycle chase, fight with the assassin in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. I kind of skip the Macau fight because it, it wasn't of... anything special. And it's lame. And then yeah. you got the chase through London. And yeah. then the Battle at Skyfall. Battle at Skyfall, it is impressive. I liked Kincaid blowing people away. But, yeah, no, yeah it's it, it does have lulls. So, yeah, 71. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's You don't walk away from this being like, remember that sequence? Like that, it's just not in this movie. Feel it, right? Okay. Well, uh, next one. Uh, this should be interesting. Uh, gadgets. Blaine, what are you giving this movie on? Gadgets? Ooh, I think I may have gone high here. Okay, but I gave it. I gave it a forty. Okay, so it's not too high. I like the gun, but it, ultimately, it's just his gun. Um, yeah, and then the radio transmitter serves a purpose. It's not even like cool. It's not even disguised in anything. It's just like a little transmitter. Yeah. But I gave it some points for the DB5. 
okay. coming into play. Um, but other than that, that's all all we're dealing with. See, I I'm right there with you. I gave it a 41. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and see, I didn't even put in the DB5 on that because I'm assuming Q. Well, no, because he meets Q for the first time in this, so I don't know if Q built that. <laughs> no, I don't think Q did build that. I don't think Q touched. Yeah. That. So I mean, either way, I think forty is very fair for this movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Forty-one for me, Corey. What about you? I and this may be controversial. I am counting some of the Home Alone things as gadgets. I wow. thought it, I thought it was. Okay. In, I thought it took some ingenuity, and M. <clears throat> had a pretty fun had a pretty fun little had a pretty fun light bomb light light mm-hmm. bulb ball light bulb bomb gadget uh-huh. but we don't count other people's that was a combined that's effort. True. that's a combined effort that like that helped bond like they built those together Corey, i i want to be with you on this but well, well, let, let me hear point. your score first yeah let's hear the score can. it's a 51 it's not like much okay. more than yours it's not no. worth not no. worth arguing about no I'm not like giving it. I'm not giving it a big score. Just just bumping it yeah. up a little bit based on right. that. And for any of the listeners that may disagree with what Corey has given, feel free to email him anytime you want about it. <laughs> yeah. I will be receiving none of your emails. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll post it in the comments what the, uh, Corey's personal email is. I guess my point is that the effectiveness of those fun little things. Like the, the the shotgun shell floorboard. That's, I mean, I I liked all fun. that stuff. That's fine. Did sure. the shotgun shell floorboard get used? Because yeah, I w- it did. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, good. it did. Okay. Well then, okay. All right, fifty-one from Corey. And there was an almost ejector seat. <laughs> I I wrote that down as a Bond moment. I love that. Yeah, yeah I did. I like her response better. Go ahead and eject me. I don't give a shit. I don't, fuck <laughs> yeah. you. I'll die there. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I got enough problems, asshole. Uh, stupid plan. All right. Here's where things get shaken up sometimes. Let's discuss song and opening sequence. And I can't think of anybody better to start with than you, Corey. What do you give, or excuse me, opening titles for, what do you, score are you giving for song and opening titles? So, the first time I listened to it, this may come as a this may be shocking that I was like, "Oh, this song is all chorus. It's it's all it's all meat, no potatoes." But the second time I listened to it, I was like, "You know what? Though I like coming back to the verses. It's a good melody there." Um. Mm-hmm. So, but she and, and she's not going. She's not belting like I had my memory. And for some reason, I remember her belting the skyfall course she's not it's actually kind of it's it's pulled back a little bit maybe in some live performances she belts it and that's what i'm remembering uh, either way i don't mind it uh and the titles were at times a bit much there was a little too much going on like there's the part where there's the um the dragons, the I can't remember what those called, the, like the the Chinese <laughs> yeah, the, parade uh, dragons. There's they, they're called the uh, Chinese New Year dragons. Yeah, there's a the part where that happens. Which like, might be offensive, eh, so I might. Why we, why but... why is that in there? You know, because they <laughs> yeah. go to because they go to Macau. I don't know. Macau. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I'll ding it for the, the titles being just okay, and and still the song is not my favorite Bond song. 
all that, I'm giving it still a pretty good score at 87. Okay. 87 from Corey. Um, I guess I'll jump in next. This should come as no shock to anyone. Uh, but I think in this may be the best Bond song since uh, Goldeneye. And might even be, I'm going to say better than Goldeneye. But I think this song is astounding. I remember when it first came out, I loved it. Well, I, of course, love Adele, so that helps out. But I think it's the most Bond song we've gotten in the last 30 years. I've, it feels so sufficiently for this movie. Now, the opening titles, I do not like that much. I mean, mm. they are fine. They are perfectly fine. Uh, I just happen to think the titles were a whole lot better in Spectre. So my score is... Without gonna, a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So in Spectre, my score was... Uh, the song is fine. The opening titles are great. And this, the song is great. And the wait, opening titles are... Wait. What? Wait huh? a second. That's not... What? You said you loved the song, Inspector, that it was, like, stellar. I did <laughs> This not is some that. revisionist history. <laughs> I... You were be, like, I that Sam Smith to... song just gets in my bones, and I love it. <laughs> that's, that's good... Now you have entered in revisionist history, because I would never say that. I said I like the song. I don't think it's a great song. Oh, um, my God. Listen, it's fine. I've listened to the episode, so I know what I'm talking about. But needless to say, overall, my score is 92 for this movie. Yeah. All right. And just because whether we talk about it on or off mic, my Spectre song and opening title score is going to be changing by the end of this. So, everybody hold on <laughs> to your dicks. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting yeah. that it's changing, and yet you said something different. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see when it comes out. Okay. We'll see when that episode comes out. We'll see. Andrew, Andrew's, Corey... Andrew's edited a different thing he says in there. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you, without edits, I never said Sam Smith's song was great, because I don't think Sam Smith is that great. So... I can assure you that's not Blaine, there. Blaine's being quiet. Back me up here. He did say he liked the Sam Smith Blaine, song. Blaine, you know. I mean, you, know. you definitely said you liked it. I don't remember. Thank you. I, I don't remember the extent of your praise. I he just gave it a 99. Being, I remember being blown away by the score, Here's which the reflects a certain level of... Like, There's a certain level of like. But, but I, I will stand by that I think Spectre has... It's got a cool opening sequence. I, I mean, I yeah. opening titles. The, the squid, the octopus. You didn't even mm-hmm. like... But you didn't... Very you, cool. You had a bunch of callbacks to the other movies. I thought you didn't... That's where we were like, eh, but those are kind of... Uh... Oh, me? I, yeah, for me, I didn't like it that much. Yeah. I liked the octopus, but yeah, I hate the callbacks. Um, but for me, I'm going to get... I'm not to you yet. But... <laughs> Um, honey, I'm not done. I'm just, <laughs> just trying to move it. Just trying to move it along. Yeah. No, no. I just want to say I do think that Spectre, and this might be controversial, has the best opening title sequence. I'm going to stand on that hill for right now. But uh, now we come to Blaine. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Blaine. I'm going to give it an 84. 
Oh, okay. Well, that was easy. 84 for Blaine. <laughs> like the song. Titles, like Corey said, a lot going on. There's a stag running around, which they showed like on the mailbox of Skyfall yeah. for like half a second. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need that incorporated. I don't no. care. Yeah, I don't no. care at all. I didn't no. need I didn't need uh, a call to every single fucking thing that James did in this whole movie to pop up. In yeah. Uh, I totally agree. We were shoehorning a lot. So the song, super strong. The actual sequence, yeah, yeah. 84. Yeah, and I also think that they didn't do uh, Craig any favors with that super high definition of his eye that made his eyebrows look like a fucking toupee on his head. So if you didn't notice it, go back and check that. I'll out. have to, to take a look. Yeah. yeah, don't know time about. It made his eyebrows look insane. Uh, okay, so that's it for song and opening titles. Now we're on to plot and character. Uh, I will start this off this time. Uh, for me, the plot of this movie is truly terrible. I, I don't like it at all. It's it's all over the place. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense and relies heavily on some deep emotional thing with the villain and Bond. It's just dumb to me. Now, with that being said, I think the other, I think the characters in this movie are pretty interesting. I think uh, M is astounding in this. I think our side characters, Mallory, Tanner, Hugh, Money Penny, I think they're all great. And I wished there'd have been more of them, uh, more time with them, to be honest. But the plot really sinks this for me, so I gave it a fifty. Oh, yeah. half, middle. Yeah. Right in the middle. Down the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. All right, so okay. Blaine, let's jump okay. to you. Okay, okay. What you got for it? I feel very similarly. Mm-hmm. Do you really like the characters? Q, yeah. Money Penny. I, lo- I really like Money Penny. I did too. Uh, M, phenomenal. Um, we don't have a henchman in this movie besides... Patrice, sort of. Patrice, maybe, but... That's always a knock for me. I love a good henchman. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, that being said, plot was ludicrous. As I outlined about Silva's whole <laughs> make myself get captured plan, especially in light of Spectre where we find out that Blofeld actually made that uh, happen yeah. or was orchestrating <laughs> yeah. this otherworldly chaotic ridiculous plan on (laughs) top of another ridiculous plan it's so bananas to me yeah but that being said characters take a long way 65 all right 65 for bland Corey, Um, plot and character i'm almost exactly right there with bland i gave it a 67 and that is just because i don't think any of the characters were were bad i thought they were all and the acting is it's great in this one um, yeah. Noam Harris is such a good in- introduction to that character, and I'm so glad that uh, she still kind of had a decent role in Spectre. I don't know what her role is in No Time to Die, but I hope she's in it. Um, and yeah, a good good goodbye to him and a great introduction to Mallory. So they're all good. The plot is bonkers. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, I'm but 67 mad. because I want to give them the credit. They did a good job trying to trying to do that the script to service 
And yeah, and we, you know, when it came to Spectre, we, you know, echoed that theme that we loved all those side characters so much in that one as well. Uh, but now we're down to another divisive category, and that's going to be villain. So, uh, I guess I could go ahead and start this one. Uh, Javier Bardem, to me, is maybe one of the great actors. Uh, love him and most things he's ever done. If you've never seen the movie Vicky Cristina Barcelona, he and uh, Penelope Cruz are astounding in that. Penelope. As I'm saying, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm realizing that's also a Woody Allen movie. So yes, it is. keep that in mind. To keep that in mind, um, but no, they are phenomenal in that. Um, but ah, this villain absolutely sucks. As oh, far wow. as wow, I just well, I don't want to say I don't want to take away from his aura, but his whole reason for being is ridiculous. It's absolutely dumb. Uh, what his plan is at the end of the day is to just get revenge on this lady that hurt his feelings. I mean, so I, mean, I had to take points off for that. <laughs> she did. She did do a little more than hurt his feelings. Well, I mean, she didn't say like, "Hey, your hair looks like shit." <laughs> what happened to your fucking teeth? Um, I mean, yeah, she technically sold him out and left him for dead, but for a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just. I, I don't have a high opinion of. Oh, I'm excited. Him. What is it? I gave him a 35. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and I want to be perfectly honest. A lot of that is just what Har- Javier Bardem gave me. Uh, his performance in it. Was, oh God. Uh, now I feel weird. <laughs> would you guys give it? Now I Blaine, feel would you weird. Give him? I gave him a 71. Okay. All right. That's higher than I thought. Uh, a lot of my the scores I give my Bond villains, is on their presence and the aura that they bring. And he is one of the most captivating villains when he's on screen, probably mm-hmm. because he's such a good actor. Yeah. Um, but his his plan is dumb. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's dumb. You know, you know what? Revenge is a good reason to do something. He's mad at her. He has a vendetta. But in the grand scheme of Bond villains... It's not that great, but mm. I, there's something about him. There's something about him. He's not my favorite villain, but he's bringing that Mr. Kid, Mr. Wit energy. He brings the energy. A, a couple does. of times, I, you're not wrong. Yeah. And yeah. I got to give him points for that kind of quirky. Like, we don't see that a lot with our main Bond villain. Maybe mm-hmm. just a little different. Captivated me. 71. All right. Dumb plan. I'm feeling really bad now. Dang, All right. no. <laughs> These are individual scores. That's totally allowed. All right, Corey. What um, about you? I'm a little bit lower than Blaine, uh, but I gave him a 61. Uh, okay. And it's for exactly the same reasons. However, I did compare him to the Spectre Blofeld, and I still think Spectre Blofeld is a lesser villain, in my opinion. Based okay. on his yeah. plan versus... Based on like the anguish that he is upset about versus the anguish that Silva is, is is it? Blofeld is is so much worse. Like his motivations yeah. are so much lame, more lame. Well, my daddy liked you more than me. <laughs> he made me upset that he likes you. That's so, that's incredibly stupid. Um, 
But he, and, and go back to Blaine, what Blaine said. Silva's whole life is about hating him, and somehow Blofeld recruited him to do this. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so recruited bananas. him to kill him to upset James. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I don't mm-hmm. believe. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no. No. Of course not. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but I do think he has more gravitas than most of our villains, even if his plan is stupid, even his motivation is kind of meta. So, 61. Okay. Well, I can already tell this is... I'm going to be thinking about this when we have our revision scores. I'm going to be thinking about it. I'm not saying I'm changing That's it. That's up to you. Yeah. That's up to you. You don't okay. have to think about it later. You can think if you want. If you're already upset about it now, there's Corey, no rules. I'm thinking about it later. <laughs> All right, so now comes the time where we give our overall entertainment value for the movie. And uh, Blaine, let me just start with you. What do you give Skyfall as far as entertainment goes? Oof. You know, this one's tough for me. Because it does have moments, and it's so pretty. Yeah. So I got to give it points for just how good it is to look at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how well it was acted there were some lulls and my approach to bond movies i'm looking to have a good time when i'm watching them this isn't necessarily a good time but it 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 does have entertainment value so i gave it a 68 68. well it's not exactly what i'm looking for it's got merit so yeah um yeah, I made a realization. I'll go next. But I I made a realization that I actually might... I won't even say might. I, I did like it more than I did Casino. And I like literally any movie more than I do Quantum. Uh, but for sure, Spectre is my favorite uh, Craig movie. I really love Spectre. Uh, all that to say... My score currently is a little higher, or excuse me, a little lower than I gave Casino, but I'm definitely going to change that. But I actually gave it a 74 for entertainment value. Oh. Uh, Like you said, it's not a memorable Bond movie to me, but there are little things in it that make it pretty decent. So, 74. Uh And Corey... I, on the other hand, still think Casino is a superior movie. Um, okay. Quantum, I agree. And I also think Spectre is a little bit better. I think actually a lot of it better in most ways. I was more bored in this movie than I wasn't. And yeah. it's shocking. Um, so I gave it a 65. I'm okay. giving it some benefit of the doubt, but yeah, even that some of the scenes that were supposed to be action-packed, like the Macau scene, were not exciting for me and that's the cgi taking me out of it for sure yeah yeah that'll Uh, do it but and uh, trying to add in this bond past that i couldn't care less about oh yeah i i i genuinely do not care about james bond experience before he became a spy but this movie seems to feel the same way it tells you you should care about it but then doesn't give us any reason to care about it or explain it just You're right. It gives us Kincaid and shows us some tombstones, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> we know Bond's Man. parents' oh, boy, names. Boy, am I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know, the important char- the important emotional character of Kincaid that never, ever comes back. Yeah. So I think, what was his dad's name? Andrew Bond? Cool. You're goddamn right. <laughs> awesome. And mom was a Delacroix or something like that? I don't know. Who cares? Um, not me. No, no uh, other, like, if you're going to set it up, like, he's so upset about Skyfall, and even the mention of the name brings sadness to him. Yeah. Go ahead and at least tell me a little bit. Let me, you know, if that's going to be part of it. But they didn't even do that. Yeah, at least follow through. If you're going to, I don't care if it is a shitty concept, give me a little more. Well, the only thing they said was that that's where he lived when he found out his parents died. <laughs> Great. I love it when they get there and M's like, oh, no wonder you never come back here. I was like, doesn't look that bad. <laughs> I would live there that today. Look, that house looks neat. That house looks kind of charming yeah. in a in a old school way like mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree and as i've mentioned before i would totally live here so just a little side thing mm. yeah 65 yeah okay so now it's time to tally up our scores and get our average for each of us scores 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 hey scores. andrew tally yeah. up. okay so uh, the highest score is going to come from Blaine this time with a oh. 67.29 average. Oh, wow. Uh, next up is Corey with a 64.86 average. And then I'm uh, down there at 61.57. But overall, we're right there Pretty together. close. Pretty yeah. close. Now, that gives us an overall score. Or, excuse me, overall average for this movie at 64.57. So now it's time to check the overall leaderboard and see. That's middle of the road. Where Skyfall lands on our list. And Skyfall. Excuse me, why am I not seeing it? Uh, Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Skyfall has uh, taken the place. Of eighth in our leaderboard. This is our eighth highest rated movie. Not quite as good as Tomorrow Never Dies, but better than Thunderball. (laughs) I love Blade's face every time that movie comes up. Yep. So funny. Uh, I mean, it's it's right there. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies got a 65, Skyfall 64, and Thunderball 63. So, gotta say, I was less bored in Tomorrow Never Dies. I agree. I well, was there less you bored. Go. I was less bored. Uh, there were a lot more gadgets, too. Bond Factor is huge in that. Yeah, it's pretty big. I so wonder, that's... I wonder if, and just to throw us off here, if we sure. compare the averages of just one category, entertainment value, of each one of them, what the ranking would be. Because that's, I think, the ultimately how we feel about the movie, outside of everything mm-hmm. else, right? So I wonder how that would actually look. Just something to think about. All right. Um, well, I'll tell you what. It won't happen tonight because I don't feel like fucking with the spreadsheet. <laughs> no, but no, no. we can have it ready for the golden gavel. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, In fact, could so, we, what's our leader on each category? That might be something to do. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll get right on that, sir. Thank you. Um, so we got some time. Yeah, we got a little time for the. So end what's of it. on tap next week? Uh, well, we guys, the tragedy is we only have eight more of these. <gasps> if, 
it's hard to believe that she, we're down to eight. We've only watched 19 so yeah. far. <laughs> Feels weird, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, next up. I'm pretty excited about this. It's going to be Live and Let Die. Burm, burm. Burm. Back to Moore. Let's go, baby. Back to Roger Moore. I'm very excited. One that started yeah. it all. Very fun. Yeah. The very first Raj. So I'm very Fantastic. excited to watch that again. Looking forward to it. All right. And then we get to look forward after Live and Let Die to the other non-canonical uh, yeah. Bond. Uh, never say never. <laughs> it's been again. quite a while since I saw that. Again. again. Never say never again. All right. Well, all right. Fantastic, guys. Well, as always, that wraps up our current episode for Skyfall. So this has been Judgment. Judgment.